Yeah, baby. We up in here. It's the Fresh Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. GQ. Back again to give y'all some of this freshness. I'm joined by a special person, man. One of my homeboys. Yep. You know, he has a very interesting story, man. You know, I call him Shy Town Jeff, but the the world, the country man knows him as a uh, Mr. Jeff Jackson, man. How's it going, bro? I'm doing excellent, my brother. I appreciate you having me on your show today, man. We've been trying to do this for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since the Michael Jackson party. Since the Michael Jackson party. Yeah, that yeah. was back in like in like June. Was it June? Yeah, yeah, that's Damn. when that shit was. Yeah. Time fly, man. You know, you know how it is. I mean, you, you, you having fun, you moving around, and living my life, man. But you know, we here now, though, brother. You yeah, know? cause we up at the party, we chilling, and you was like, uh, "What you got going on?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm doing a podcast and shit." I'm like, "What about you?" He was like, "Yeah, I put out a book." I'm like, "A book about what?" He was like, "About baseball." I was like, "Oh yeah." He was like, "I played." I was like, "What?" Right. I, man, I've known Jeff since like 2012 and didn't <laughs> realize the other day that he was an MLB star. I was like, yo, that's dope. And he sent me the Thank book you. and I read it and I was just shocked. I was like, damn, never knew this about Jeff, man. So we're going to get into all that. I'm going to give you all some updates on what I've been going uh, through in life. Last time we talked was uh, probably about three weeks ago, last episode. And I was like, I didn't know the state of the podcast because life was like real fucked up. And I was like, I, I might take a break. I might quit. A lot of things was like, what's going on? So shit, you know, is a little better. In the last, like, few months, I've lost a lot of shit, but then I gained a lot of shit, you know what I'm saying? And some of the shit that I lost, you know what I'm saying, I wanted to keep, you know, and I was, like, right. passionate about, and I'm like, all right. And it was hard to appreciate and, like, be, like, happy about all the good shit that was going on because my mind was, like, somewhere else. Right. So I just been like trying to like be focused like on a positive shit, you know. Uh, I'm I got a new crib, you know. I moved in a new little Congratulations spot. Congratulations! Yeah, that. it's nice, by the way. Thank you, man. Yes, you sir. Know, you know I'm out here in the in the heart of Hollywood. You know, dope ass little area. I always wanted to uh, like live like out, you know, toward this little area and shit. You know, so I'm happy about that. I'm fucking walking distance to Hollywood Boulevard, oh, all yeah. the like the major like dope ass little area. So. I'm happy about that. And the spot is like a loft. It's an upstairs loft. I always nice. want I always wanted a loft growing up, but I wanted the loft with the swivel steps. The little black swivel. Oh, bro, them, them fucking steps is like so sexy to me. I love them shits, bro. Right, I swear, right. dog. But I'm like, shit, I'll take this, you know what I'm saying, for the meantime. And then I'm like, shit, if I blow up, I can get it. I can buy a crib and then have a loft inside the crib, you know what Absolutely. I'm saying, with the little steps or whatever. But I like this, man. And like it was a process getting in here. So I like two weeks ago. I seen it online. The dude hit me up on an email. It was like, text me. So I text him. We set up a time to see it. I think it was like last Monday or Tuesday or some shit. Right. I came, looked at it. I was like, yo, this is dope. I want to apply. You know, what's the website? So he was like, I'll have an application. So he gave me an application to fill out. I was going to do it right there, but he was like, oh, just bring it back or some shit. And I was like, all right, well, I'm kind of, I'm staying far from here right now. So right. I'm like, can I send you the, the, the credit check shit like Zelle or some shit, Cash App. He's like, oh, we don't do that. He was like, look, I'll pay for it. And if you get approved, you know, just pay it back. Wow. Yeah. Because like. That's crazy. Yeah, because he was saying like a lot of people looked at it, but nobody like met all the requirements and shit. So he was like, you'll be at the top of the list. Mm -hmm. I was like, cool. So 
I filled the shit out. Took it. He was like, take a picture of it, email it to me, send it to him. Uh, sent him like all my little bank statements, all that little shit. Right. He was like, all right. So then the next day he said he couldn't read it when he tried to print it out. It was like fucked up. So I was like, all right. So I went to like FedEx office and like scanned it or some shit and sent it to him. He was like, all right, that's good. So then there was some, he wanted uh, some more paperwork. So I had to go back like another day and scan the shit. So he was like, oh, we should get an answer today. He was telling me this shit for like three or four days. So by like Friday, he was like, all right, I got all the info. You should hear something by today. I'm like, cool. Right. I'm like, well, look, if it's approved today, I can pay you the deposit, put that, that shit down either today or tomorrow. He said, I'll let you know. I hit him up Saturday afternoon, didn't hear shit. Mm-hmm. So like Monday, when I woke up early, I was like, yo, fuck this dude. So then he ends up texting me like, <laughs> for real, bro, because it was like a full week. I'm like, dog, it shouldn't, right. it shouldn't have taken this long, dog. <laughs> hey, man, patience is a virtue, uh, brother. I ain't got patience. patience. I've been going through shit, cuz. I was just like, what the fuck, dog? So, yeah, I got you. so fucking, like, Monday morning, he texted me. was like, oh, uh, the manager is reviewing your shit now. You should have an answer shortly. I'm like, cool. So I had to come out this way to get my hair done. So I'm like, oh, I'm close by. I text him I'm like, hey, is any update? It's been like four or five hours. So as I'm finishing getting my hair done, he texts me like, oh, you got to prove. So I'm hype. I'm like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, so the chick who does my hair was like <laughs> looking. I said, hey, yo, I'm getting a crib like two miles away. So I'm finna be a regular customer now. So she's oh, like, wow. yeah, she's like, all right, cool. So I'm like, wow. I, I'm like, yo, I can come right now and uh, bring you the deposit. He's like, oh, I'm busy. Just come tomorrow. I'm like, fuck, bro. I'm trying to move this shit right now. <laughs> Patience, my brother. Yeah. So, like, the next day, I go, you know what I'm saying, come out here. So, the day before, he tells me the full amount, you know what I'm saying, to move in. I was like, cool. So, I get here. So, he tells me, he's like, cashier's check. He's like, I don't want no money orders. I don't want multiple money orders. And I was like, all right. But I couldn't get a cashier's check nowhere because my bank is in Kentucky. Oh, wow. So I had to get money orders. I was like, bro, what are you not going to take these little five money orders and shit? Like, no, you better take his money and quit playing with me. Right. So he took it. So he's like looking over the total amount. He was like, oh, this is a little light. I'm like, what do you mean it's a little light? Right. So he's doing the math like two or three times. He was like, you're $25 short. So he's going over all the shit that he told me. He was like, oh, yeah, I forgot to tell you about the uh, the credit check to pay back. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember you said it the first time, but at right. the end, but you didn't tell me that the final total. So, right. like, I literally gave him, like, over 3500 you know what I'm saying, worth of money and shit. This, this, mo- this Yeah, to move in. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so he he would not give me the keys and shit or nothing until I went and got him another $25 money order. <laughs> I'm like, cuz, bro, I just gave you over oh, $3,000. I just gave you over $3,000, bro. You're not going to give right. me the keys for $25? So wow. <laughs> that was, like, darn shit week. <laughs> <laughs> This, this, is, this is the shit I be going this through, bro. Go through, bro. Dog. So, check. It, it ain't even over, though. Oh, it's more? <sighs> okay. So, I go to the fucking, I go to 7-Eleven. No, no, I go to Ralph's first. They was like, oh, because of COVID, we're not doing money orders. I go to a 7-Eleven. They machine is broke. I go to a post office. The chick is like, I'm on break right now. I'm like, well, if you on break, you need to go to the break room. And shit. <laughs> so, she's sitting at the window and refused to help you yes. because she said she's on break. Yes. So Are you serious? I, yes. She said, if, wow. you, if you want to wait 15 minutes, uh, no. Wow. I leave. I go to another post office. So I had to go to four different places. So when I'm in line to try to get the money or he texts me, uh, you coming back anytime soon? Yeah. I'm like, yeah, bro. I had to go to four different places to get your little fucking $25 that you were so petty about. 
You should have just put that shit on 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 my fucking rent, dog. Like, right. yeah, twenty five dollars. He, he wouldn't take cash. No, they won't take cash. They won't take cash app. Nothing. Like they were so old wow. school. They were so old school. I had to fill out a paper fucking application, dog. I'm used to doing this shit online. Right. Right. So I went, I got him his little funky ass $25. <laughs> and now you're here. Yeah. But then the thing is, I was just like, bro, this shit sucks because he lives like literally, as soon as I open my door, there he is. Boom. Oh, man. And he's already texted me about Turbo like twice because like, I went downstairs once to get something. He's like, oh, the dog is barking. And he was like, like scratching at the door or some shit. And then I was gone. He was like, this is going to be a problem. I'm like, bro, I was like, I left him in the cage. He hasn't been in the cage in years, so he's probably tripping out about that. Right. So I went and got him a little muzzle and shit. And I had a baby gate, but it got broke, so I got another baby gate. And I just been leaving him up so he can be, like, in my room and, like, to the stairs part. So let me ask you this, though. So uh-huh. if this is a dog-friendly building and he's aware of that, what's the problem? He said that a lot of people's dogs has been barking a lot, and he's trying to uh, minimize that. And I guess he's super annoyed because he lives across the hall. But that's when I, that's my whole point. It's a dog friendly building, right? So he, and he no breed restrictions it. either. There's a motherfucker here with a Rottweiler. I was like, oh, that's what's up. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Rottweilers usually get treated harsh, man. Yeah. And then I'm kind of mad because I bought the little, I got the little emotional support mm-hmm. certificate and shit form, and I'm like, I ain't even need it. Like they didn't ask for no pet deposit, no pet rent, nothing. Oh wow! I was like, man, I got that shit for nothing, but I, I yeah, <laughs> some more money you had to waste, right? So I'm just like, fuck right. it. But then it was like I found this spot and another little spot, and I was debating on which one because the other one had utilities included, but it was probably like, like so, like seventy five dollars more, mm-hmm. and it had like a little basketball court in there, a little pool, jacuzzi. Had like All a right. little little game room, nothing super fancy, but I was like, "Oh, this is straight." What part of town? This was in Lawndale. Oh, okay, nah, I think in the, in the South Bay and shit. But I like the South Bay area because I was close to like Manhattan Beach, Redondo, and gotcha. all the little areas and all the little shit. Gotcha. And I applied and all the little shit, and like the little broker was like, "I'll let you know some Wednesday." Never heard nothing Wednesday. I text her Friday. I was like, "Hey, checking the status of application." Never heard nothing back. Mm. I was just like, "What the fuck?" And then the, the last little horror story, last. Sunday, I went to another little spot in West Hollywood. I met uh, at uh, the little party we was at for Cyrus's birthday party. Oh yeah, um, at, I forget the name of the place. Yeah, at, no, no vacancy. Yeah, afterwards, me and some lesbians went over to some lesbians' house and was just hanging out and shit. What? Hold yeah, on, I, I, we'll get to that in a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> You should have been calling me for that. Well, bro, no, no, it wasn't even nothing no, like that. Oh man, I'll tell you about it in a little bit. I got you. so um. <laughs> So the little chick, we out, we out there uh, on a fucking balcony. They smoking cigarettes. I'm just chilling. And they're like, yeah, we have a vacancy. And I'm like, oh, for real? I'm like, I'm looking to move. And she's like, yeah, this one dude got evicted. So she gives me the manager's number a couple days later. I talked to the manager. He was like, all right, we haven't put it on the market or nothing. You'll be the first one. I'm like, cool. I'm following up with him. He was like, the dude left a lot of shit in there. I'm cleaning it out. I'm going to paint it. So I, he was like, hit me Friday. I hit him. He's like, I'm going to do a showing on Sunday. I was like, cool. I'm thinking no one has looked at this, I'm going to be the first one. I pull up. I see a dude out there. I'm like, is this the manager? I don't know. But I see, like, four bitches out there. I'm like, are they doing a tour? Wow. So I called a little dude, and the guy that I seen, I guess, giving the tour, he picks up the phone, and I'm like, oh, this is the motherfucker, the manager. So I'm like, yo, I'm here. Uh So I look at the place. It was cool. had a little fireplace. You know what I'm saying? It was straight. I was like, yeah, I fuck with it. So the, the building, the landlord, the owner was there. And shit, you know what I'm saying? I filled out the application there. 
So we talking, and she she was like, yeah, one of my long-term residents, you know, gave me a good referral on you and all this little shit. Mm -hmm. So she's looking through my application, and she's like, oh, you drive a Mercedes? I was like, yeah. So I was like, yeah, it's right there. And she was like, you want to live here? I was like, yeah. She was like, oh, I have a way better place for you, 2600 Woo, woo, woo. I was like, nah, nah, nah. I said, I said, this sixteen hundred right here. I said, this is perfect. <laughs> I was, I was like, right. I was like, bro, you gonna look to see what kind of car I have and try to upsell me wow. on some bullshit? I'm not surprised though, man. That's, yeah, that's, that's how that's how it is out here in LA. Right. So then she was like, since you was referred so high, you'll be at the top of the list. So she was like, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna take like the first three people. I'm gonna run the info, and then I'm gonna go. You know, if this person don't get approved, it's gonna be the next one. Whoop de whoop. I'm like, cool. So I put references down and shit, you know what I'm saying, and all that. So I woke up around like shit, 7.30, 8, 8 in the morning. Right. I have a text message from that landlord and shit. It was like, call me, please. I'm like, oh, shit, I got to prove this bitch hit me up super fucking early. Right. She hits me up and she's talking. She's like, yeah, I had the numbers confused. I text your reference and, I, and, and they text me. It was like, what? And then I realized I had the wrong number and she was – Talk rambling and shit. And I'm right. like, I'm like, bitch, get to the point. So then <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. So exactly. she's like fucking telling me I didn't get the crib. I'm like, you could have like texted me this shit. Why did I need to call you for that shit? And I'm like, why did you just waste my time talking about shit? And right. basically and I, and then something that pissed me out that Hold on now, is this uh, the same uh lady that tried to upsell you? Yes, yes. Wow, okay. So fucking uh she told me that I was going to be at the top of the list. Right. And then the manager told me no one was going to look at that place. I'll be the first one. So both of them lied because she, right. she was like, yeah, I'm going to send you your uh, application feedback because I sent it to her through Zelle. She was like, I didn't even look at your application. I was like, bitch, I thought I was at the top of the list. Yeah. What what happened, though? Did she explain to what ever happened? With she, she said that she looked at some other people first mm -hmm. and I guess whoever applied before me and mm -hmm. then went with them and shit. But I'm like, bitch, you said I would be at the top. They must have drove a, a nicer car than you, brother. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. But here's the thing, though. It was like, right. there wasn't even like fancy fucking cars in the building anyway like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. But I was like, that shit, that shit weak as fuck, man. But I'm in this little spot, so I love it. I got like this big glass, I mean like this big window and like I be walking around oh, like yeah. naked or in draw. So I'm like, oh, these motherfuckers can see me and shit. And then I got the fireplace and that shit worked. So I'm like, I can't oh, wait. Oh man, I didn't see the fireplace over there. Yeah, yeah, you just flipped the switch. Like, oh yeah, I, like I didn't even have no fucking power and shit, but the fireplace worked. Wow. I said, that shit weak. So fucking, I can't wait till like winter time, have some bitches come over and like roast yeah. some marshmallows in the fireplace and like get some head right in oh, front yeah. of the fireplace, bro. <laughs> right in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> and then another one of my little freak fantasies is okay. like to bend a bitch over on the loft and have her like titties dangle oh, and shit. Hell yeah. And they have yeah. a camera so you can just see titties dangling yeah. from the top of the loft. Like, yeah, bro. That's, that's like my little freaky goes. You got to put it in the window too, though. Huh? You gotta, you gotta hit it. In oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put them. On. I'm gonna have them titties on the glass. I'm gonna have to do it at nighttime. Yeah, because, nighttime, definitely. Yeah, these motherfuckers like, cause you can see like the window, but then there's like the little walkway to get to the apartments and shit right, right there. So I'm like, right. oh, people can fucking see. Yeah, it, it'd definitely be a show though. You know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, if you into voyeurism, you know. I know, man. And I was like, no, nah, I can't have my little shit out like that. Right. Like yeah, I can't wait to just get this shit, man, set up. Yeah. And I got a, I got a new mattress too. I haven't had a new mattress in forever, so uh -huh. you know, ladies and shit, you know, whoever want to come to the new crib and get fucked on the new mattress first, <laughs> let me know. Yeah, he take it. He take it all orders right now. He Hell yeah. So put your bid in. Hell yeah. But let's get into you for a little bit, man. 
we, we got my homeboy, man. You know, fucking. I didn't even know this dude was a fucking legend. Like he's was been super fucking humble and Thank really you. fucking low key. Right. Super fucking low key because I've been knowing <laughs> him for years, and I, bro, I didn't even think you even fucked with baseball nah. or watched it. Nothing. I'm reading this yeah. shit. I'm like, what? Yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, yeah man. All right, great. so let's get into it, man. Tell the folks, man, who is who is Mr. Jeff Jackson? Um, you know, man, I'm just a regular guy, bro. Just like how you met me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I like to come off. I don't like to come off as you know nobody, um, you know, special or anything like that, man. I'm just I'm just a regular guy, man, who just happened to have a little talent, you know. But, um, you know, I'm originally from Chicago, Illinois. Um, you know, grew up there my whole life. Well, I wouldn't say my whole life because actually I'm out here in L.A. I've been living out here for almost 20 years now. But I lived there. I was born there and I was raised there, you know, for the majority of my life until, uh, you know, I made the transition to L.A. But before that, um, you know, uh, I had an extensive baseball career when I played um, – you know, I was fortunate enough to play in the Little League World Series. That's a, I think you probably read that in the yeah, book. Yeah, I but did. Yeah, that's one of my, that's probably one of my biggest highlights because that's every child's dream. You know what what position? Saying? Well, at that time I was a utility <laughs> player, so I played wherever you threw me. Okay. And I was always utility until I um, got to uh, pretty much pro pro ball, and that's when they strictly made me an outfielder. But I pitched and played infield. I even caught a little bit. I mean. You know, I just love the game. So, you know, where I, you know, it didn't matter where, you know, you put me as long as I was in the game. You know, Was I'm that saying? an all-black team? All-black, bro. You know, yeah. I was raised in the hood, you know, all-black high school, uh, all-black little league, all-black neighborhood. My whole world was black, bro, until um, I actually signed that contract and went pro. Hell, yeah. So what was the uh, the World Series? What was it held at? Uh, it was held in, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, brother. It comes on okay. every year. Yeah, in August, every year. It comes oh, they, on. they do it at the same place every year? Every year, oh, bro. Okay, yeah, okay. It's like I, oh, okay, okay. Okay, because I've watched it before, but I thought at different places that they hold uh, it. Oh, I didn't know it was in one specific place. One specific place, oh, man. That's okay. every kid's dream to play in that place, bro. Oh, and I had, no. the, I had the fortunate, I was fortunate enough to, you know, uh, to play there. You How know old was you? I was 11 years old. Damn. And that's when the first, um, when I, I would say, that's when I, the first time I ever tasted, I guess, celebrity a little bit. Tell us about it. Because when you go there to the Little League World Series, they literally treat you like you're a big league ball player. Yeah, because a a team from my hometown, Louisville, Kentucky, Mm -hmm. they won uh, back in the early 2000s and shit. I'm going to say like maybe between 2000 and 2002 or three. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, that's crazy, And that was huge and shit because they was like the grand marshals of the parade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You meet the mayor and all that shit. You have a parade when you go back to the city and while you're there, I mean, they treat you like a rock star, bro. You got grown, I mean, literally grown people running up to like 11 and 12 years old asking for autographs. Hell yeah. So that was my first time ever signing an autograph, man, at 11 years old and um, it just seemed like it never stopped since then. Oh Well, speaking, yeah. speaking of that, in that bottom drawer, can you get me something yeah, can you, right here? yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Can you get that? And oh, oh. Can, okay. <laughs> can you autograph that wow, for me? Absolutely. Wait, yeah. I didn't know you had that. I, I, I got it a few weeks ago. I got a marker. Wow. I got a marker right there you, too. Bro. Yeah, man. I, I happened to get one of Jeff's uh, baseball cards <laughs> when he played for the Phillies. That's cool. That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned autograph. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I got the shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I, man, I got some stuff I need to mail off now, bro. It, it's funny how these people find me, bro. I mean, I I'd have moved so from state to state from. You know, place to place, and these people seem to seem seem to find me. So, you know, if they find me, you know, I feel like, um, you know, at least I can do is, uh, you know, sign their stuff and send it back to them, man. Hell yeah, yeah. So the little league World Series, man. So, how did you get into baseball in general? Oh, okay. I- I'm glad you asked that story, man. Um, it, it, that's kind of sensitive right now, only because the way I got into the game. 
Okay. Was through uh, my big brother Pat. May he rest in peace. Okay. Um, right. He just passed recently, uh, over about a month ago. Oh man, sorry. But uh, no, nah, that's cool. Um, you know, he's definitely in a better place, man. But um, to make a long story short, uh, I had just, I was new to this neighborhood, just moved in it. I was probably maybe seven years. Oh no, I take that. But I wasn't seven. I was like maybe six, five or six, and uh, moved into his uh, new neighborhood. Um, on a hundredth and low in Chicago, um, South Side, and uh, I ain't I didn't know anybody, right? So I'm just sitting out on the porch, just sitting there, you know, just looking around, you know, kind of bored. And all of a sudden, um, you know, in the distance, I see like maybe about eight kids like walking down the block, looking like Fat Albert in the game. You know, they all <laughs> carrying bats, uh, gloves, bases, everything. They just walking this shit, right? So, um, you know, as they approach, you know, they see me sitting on the porch. And, of course, I'm new. So a um, guy named Patrick McGee, he was like the mayor of the neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? He, he you know, anything, he was like the, he was like the, he was, he was a little, he was, it was, you would think he was older than everybody, but he wasn't. He just had mad organizer skills at a young age, right? Okay. And he was the man in the neighborhood. So he stepped up to me. He was like, hey, yo, you want to, um, you know, of course, he asked me a few questions. What's my name? And what's going on, I just, you know, the new kid in the block. So once we got all that, you know, past that, he's just like, hey, you want to come with us and play ball? And I was like, man, I don't even know how to play ball, bro. And he was like, come on, I'll teach you. And shit, he took me with them, and, he, you know, he started teaching that very first day he taught me, you know, because like I said, it's funny, because when I first picked up the bat, uh, I held a baseball bat, I damn near broke my wrist because I held the bat cross-handed, they call it cross-handed. Oh, okay. I wasn't okay. holding it the right way. Yeah. So he told me, he said, hey, man, you're going to break your wrist, little brother. You got to hold it back like this. And I vividly remember that because <laughs> it was just funny because, you know, that was just one of the first memories I had of him just, like, really teaching me something about baseball. He just had to hold it back. And then from there, man, you know, he just kind of, like, schooled me, took me on this wing, and I, he had a little brother that was a year older than me. And um, we became cool and best friends and stuff, so I was able to stay up under him and kick it That's with him because I was cool with his little brother. Yeah, and so he just taught me, man, from there. And then, you know, I would guess I would say, you know, uh, the rest is history, bro. And then I read you went to the, the legendary Simeon uh, High School. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I found out about the high school because of Benji, that documentary. And I was like, damn, right. I was like, Benji was a shit out right. there in Chicago. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Benji, the man out there, man. Yeah, he, did you know him? I didn't know Benji, man. I, uh, you know, Benji was maybe a couple years older than me. But okay. the good thing is I was able to actually watch his greatness. I saw him right. play. You okay, know what okay. I'm saying? I've... I've I've seen him play. I've never been around him. I never met him personally. But um, yeah, it, it, it's messed up that you know he was killed and taken away so early, man. Because yeah. uh, he had a bright future ahead of him, brother. Hell His future yeah. was super bright, you know. So um, no, um, like I said, no, I didn't. I didn't know him, but you know, he, he's still a legend to this day. Hell yeah, Chicago. So, what was what was high school baseball like um, for you? <laughs> I don't want to sit up here and brag, man. <laughs> no, bro. Yeah, Speak your truth, nah, man. That shit was easy, shit. bro. It was easy. It was it was easy. You know, real talk, bro, on every level. I came in my freshman year, uh, dominated. You know, I think we went to this almost where we lost. We went to the semifinals of the championship. Uh, my freshman year, you know, we ended up losing. But, um, you know, I had a great season. You know what I'm saying? Um, so then the uh, next year, as a sophomore, I played varsity. You know, okay. so it was only two sophomores on the, uh, that year, which was me and a guy named Brian Street. And I actually was um, the pitcher. Uh -huh. I pitched the full season. 
Oh, you know? shit. So I, I, I didn't even play the position. So they, they brought me to varsity as a sophomore just to pitch. So yeah, that yeah. just goes to show how good I was as a pitcher. I, actually, I thought I was going to be a pitcher, man. I, Dwight Gooden was my favorite player, you know, okay. as, a, as a kid, you know, and him amongst, uh, you know, a few others. But as far as pitching-wise, you know, because I used to pitch, and I used to, like, of course, you know, he was one of the first black pitchers, like, straight dominating, you know, during that era when I was a kid. So he was kind of like my guy that I modeled myself after. So I really thought I was going to be a pitcher until one day, um, that I, you know, I, I figured out that I like, I enjoy playing every day more, you know, because um, as a pitcher, you only play maybe once a week, you know, oh, okay. you get one game a week, you know, and if you got to sit around, and, you know, the rest of the week and watch other people play, that that wasn't me because I've always, I've always grown up playing all positions. I can, you know, I just wasn't a pitcher. I was everything because I could hit. So um, uh, fast forward to high school, um, like I said, my sophomore year, I was strictly a pitcher. So when it, I was a junior. Um, I told the coach I wanted to actually play outfield and pitch as okay. well. So I pitched a couple games my junior year. You know, I think I threw. Any no hitters? Um, in my in ever, or just in my high school career? Uh, in both. Both. Um, you you know what? Probably not. I don't I don't remember one standing. I'm gonna keep it a bean with you. I don't remember one standing out where I celebrated a no no. But I've shit. Yeah. I've had some games, man. Where That's I what's Struck up. out the side like three up, three down, nine pitches. You know that type of shit. You know, um, I had games like that. But, um, yeah, man, so let me just, you know, um, finish this story real quick. Go ahead, yeah. Uh, so my junior year, you know, I'm a pitcher. You know, I pitched five games, and um, I played the outfield majority of that my junior year. And so when my senior year came, um, I told the coach I didn't want to pitch. I just want to focus on, uh, I just want to focus on uh, the outfield. And uh, that was probably one of the best decisions I ever made because that was the year I would, you know, I got drafted. I, I was getting ready to say so. <laughs> so all right, but so did you get a lot of offers from from colleges? Um, you know what? I ain't gonna say I got a. I, I, I'm gonna keep it a bean with you. Once I found out I was on the scouts radar, I wasn't thinking about no school, bro. I was getting that check. You know all what I'm right. saying? So the, the the few offers I did get, I didn't really take them seriously. I didn't even pay attention. I I didn't even open a lot of the letters. Oh shit! Yeah, it was letters that came. I didn't even open them. Okay. Yeah. So you entered the draft. What year was this? Ooh, nineteen eighty nine, brother. Eighty nine. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. And you were selected. What round and what number? Um, I was fortunate enough to go in the first round, and I was the fourth pick in the draft. Ooh. Number four pick overall. First round, four pick. <clears throat> that, that's dope as shit. Like. The odds of getting drafted at like any professional is like one in whatever the fuck you know. The, the percentage is low, right. you know, and you was able to 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 get that. I know. I guess with baseball is probably more because you get more people on the team and there's more teams mm. and shit like that. But mm. that's dope as fuck, man. Especially man, a young black man from Chicago being yeah. the fourth pick in the first round. Yeah, dope it, as shit. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. It was it's, it's kind of like all a dream, bro. You know, I didn't I didn't see that coming. I, I really didn't see it coming. I. My goal was just to get drafted. I didn't, I didn't think first round was even a possibility. You know what I'm saying? I would have been cool with the hundredth round. So, was you still in school when you got drafted? Yeah, I was. I was um, a senior in high school. I was only 17 <laughs> years old. <laughs> the, yeah. Okay, so you get drafted and shit. Did you have like the little draft party? You was at the crib. Y'all were just cooling. I was cooling, man. Back then, oh, you know, shit. It, you know, yeah, it was crazy. It, it, I was by myself at the pool. See, I grew up with a pool in my back. Well, I ain't gonna say I grew up with a pool. Yeah. I, about my about my sophomore year in high school, you know, we we. we we put a pool in our backyard and 
Yeah, so I ain't gonna say I, I wanted to front and say I grew up with it all my life. Like right. I'm Fresh Prince of Bel Air, but you know, my mom and them started doing well as you know I started getting older. So around my sophomore year, we had a pool installed in our backyard, right? So yeah, yeah. But the day of the drive, I stayed home, of course, and I was in the pool chilling. So, know? so who told you the agent or like did the team call you and say, "Hey, Jeff, we got you, man"? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what happened right before the drive? Before they drafted me, they was coming out to my crib talking to me. You who know the what agents or the, 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 the scouts? Team? Okay, scouts. Yeah, okay, so okay. they were sending scouts to my crib. We was having meetings and shit like almost. Damn it, once a week, bro, for about a month straight. They was what they was really doing, they was coming to see and it's funny because anybody out here listening, you know, this is probably a lesson some of y'all could pick up on when y'all dealing with these scouts. You know, uh you got these uh recruiters coming into your home and you know want to talk to you. What they're really doing is trying to fill out your environment, you know, trying to see what type of person you are, what kind mm -hmm. of people you know, you know, you, but your people's is like your, your neighborhood like and everything. Your neighborhood, yeah. All that shit. So all that make, takes in consideration yeah. when they drafting you. And they visit a lot of hoods yes. and deal with a lot of black folks. Me, so they me, hip to that shit. And here's the crazy shit. They uh -huh. like say just say we will have a meeting at six o'clock, right? Yeah. These people will pull up on my crib at five o'clock and sit out in front of my crib for an hour it's before cold. they even knocked on my fucking door, bro. They was always prompt because they was there for you know, been an hour just scoping everything out. And they would just see the traffic coming in out of my house. And me getting up, because, you know, just say, they were sitting out there at five, and I knew the meeting went into six. I'm still walk, ripping and running up and down the street. Hang, I'm still a kid. You got to think about it. <laughs> right, right. Going over to my boy crib, this, oh, six o'clock, I got to be at the crib. So when I come to the crib, and I'm seeing, you know, that the motherfucker who knocking on my door was the same motherfucker sitting out in front of my crib for like a half oh, hour. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm like, damn, this motherfucker was <clears> over <throat> here, like, scoping my crib out. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, so, you know, be aware of that, kids. You know, when y'all getting drafted and recruited, you know, make sure your mom and them cut the grass. Make sure the house clean. No, <laughs> oh, I'm yeah. serious, bro. Hell yeah. On some real shit. Make sure your mom and them cut the grass. Make sure the house clean. Make sure you don't have no riffraff. The house smelling good. You got to make seem like you come from a great environment, man, because they, if, you, if they think you come from a bullshit-ass environment, that's the way they're going to negotiate with you, brother, because they're going to feel like they can just give you fucking anything now because right. he needs it. He's desperate. Look at this fucking environment. Hell, yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. So when you came, like, what was the scouts talking about? What were they saying to you? Um, you know, they just blow smoke up your ass, telling you the greatest thing since motherfucking um, peanut butter and jelly. You know, uh, telling me, and, and it's funny because they sold me a dream. To be honest, bro. What they what they do, bro? Well, you know, <laughs> see, the thing is, man, we, before you go down here and sign, they make it seem like they they love you. You uh -huh. know, oh, we love you. You know, we're gonna take care of you. That's the big right. thing. We're gonna take care of you. You know, painted the picture, all oh, Clearwater, because I had to report to Clearwater Beach. That's why our training camp was. Ah, uh -huh. oh, they telling me all about the women. I'm 17 years old. They tell me, oh, it's beaches and bikinis and women and the sunshine and the beach. And when you get down there, they throw your ass in there like it's like, like a boot camp, like army. And everybody motherfucking is doggy dog. You know, they ain't protected. How they gonna take care of you? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Oh, this, I'm gonna take care of you, look after you. Man, when you get down there, everybody wants your fucking spot. There's no way they can take care of you. You know, they didn't, they failed to mention that. That's what I'm saying. They should have told me, now, hey, man, if we take you in the motherfucking first round, you're going to be a target. Motherfuckers right. will be coming at your head because everybody wants your spot. That's what they fucking should have told me. Right, right. I didn't know that until I got there. So did you have an agent at the time? Yeah. Uh, at the time I signed, no. But I, I eventually uh, hooked up with an agent uh, shortly after that. I had one of the biggest agents in Chicago. I had the same uh, agent as Steve McMahon. Uh, uh, What's the, what's the cap? Jim McMahon. Oh, okay. Uh, Deion Sanders. I was with this guy named Steve Zucker. He was like the biggest agent in Chicago. He had all the top athletes, bro. All right. So what team called you and said, hey, Jeff, we want you? Uh, the Philadelphia Phillies. Okay. So 
You said you didn't have an agent or nothing, so you just signed the contract. You didn't have nobody look over it. Um, no, nah, my parents, bro. You know, my okay. parents and uh, my coaches, and we was all involved in it. I just didn't have no, uh, no white man. You know, no right, right. I had, I had no <laughs> legal, you know, representation. Right. And shit. You know what I'm saying? It was just like my mom was well educated. My father, my coaches. I brought in my little league coach, who was one of my mentors. I brought in my high school coach, my parents, and me. And we said that we didn't go. And like, see, here's the thing. See, if we were some goofies, we I wouldn't have got. I'd have got less money because they came in the door offering me a hundred thousand. Right, right. Now y'all got to hold on a hundred thousand contract for how long? This is just a signing bonus. Oh, sign, okay, okay. Yeah, this wasn't even know for shit. I could have just quit the next day after I got the check. Really, right? right? So what happens is, um, you know, of course they're gonna try to lowball you, but we weren't foolish, you know. And I probably could have got more. I got scared because we kept on going up. They started a hundred, right? Yeah. Then we all we got up to one eighty. You know, this was after a couple of days, you know, we come here, we started 100, you know, next day they came back, they was like 120, then they came to 160. And I'm, now, you gotta, but you gotta understand now, that shit don't sound like nothing in 2021. But in 1989, that was like being shit, a millionaire, bro. Man, hell yeah. That was yeah. your millions back then, hell right? Hell yeah. So, yeah, at 17 years old, I, I, you know, I was lit, you know. So when they, when, so when we finally got to 160, I'm nervous now. I'm like, ma, you finna fuck the money up. <laughs> yeah. And she like, nah, baby, just hold on. So they came back with 180. I'm like, fuck that. I'm taking 180. You know, she like, nah. See, my mom was right though. You know, I was we. That's probably where we should have had an agent right there, because even though we got them from 100 to 180, my mom still wanted to keep going. I got scared and said, nah, ma, we gonna lose all this money. Yeah. See, a real agent would have told me like, nah, they gonna sign you. They not gonna waste their picks. See, I didn't know. I thought if you didn't sign, they miss out. Oh well, we gonna grab the next kid. Yeah. That's my education. I'm 17. Just right, you don't know. 17. I don't know. My mom. Yeah. That's what we fucked up. But we did a good job from going from 100 to 180 on our own. So you got them to 180. Yes. Okay. And that's what. I, well, I have to take that back. 185. Okay. Hell plus yeah. Plus some. Plus, sorry about that. Oh, plus some. Plus some back end um, stuff too. Like I had 30,000 on the back end. Okay. So how, like like how does that contract work? Because like you hear about. Like the NBA players getting like a hundred million dollar contract, so like so you say you get, you got a signing bonus of one eighty five, and then like, and then like thirty in school. So by me coming out of high school, they uh-huh. got to pay for your college too. Okay. So that that was in my contract. So you give me one eighty five, and then you send me thirty thousand. I can go to school with. If I don't go to school, I still get that thirty thousand though. Okay. Right. All right. So okay. So I need to spend it how I want to spend it. You know, on school if I want to fuck it off, and I oh, chose okay. to fuck it off unfortunately. All right. How long was that contract for? It wasn't for nothing. It was just for me to sign a contract. Oh, I, oh, that was just to sign the contract. Yeah, and I, and then you negotiated my, my, another. Di- so in minor league baseball, you can tr- you, you you sign year to year. Okay. No contract. You can't. You don't sign long term contracts oh, okay, until you okay. get to the major leagues. So after, actually, my contract went shit. After actually, I was only making eight hundred dollars a month. My first contract. Oh shit. So yeah. oh, oh, so you got the signing bonus, and after that, you was only getting eight hundred a month. Right. Okay. I read. I, I read with the signing bonus. You gave half of it to your mama. Oh, absolutely. That's what's up. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I used to give up. You know, I just bust down all my checks with my mom because I'm a kid. I, I still live at home. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> I'm 17, 18. I didn't move out the house till I was twenty five. Yeah, I read that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? You had like your little own section of the house and yeah, you were doing yeah. your little thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah man. And then in the shit. off season, you would just come back home and chill. That's all I did, bro. And then I would, you know, shit. It was my mom. That's what I'm saying. I My mom and them had a sweep for me, man. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but, you know, I don't have no regrets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't look back and say, hey, man, I wish I'd have did. Actually, I wish I would have did some things different, but. I'm glad where I am today because I think now the shit that I went through, my story is crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I can help some kids out. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. 
So, so for those who aren't really familiar, like with baseball, how it works. So you get signed with the Phillies, mm-hmm. and then you go to training camp. But you said you in the minor league. So how long did you have to do the minor league? So can you just tell us like what the process is of getting like to the majors? Like you get signed with them, but then right. you have to start, you know, at the bottom. Right, right. So my situation by me being so young, everybody's situation is different depending on what level you get drafted at. If you fucking in college, twenty three, four years old, they're gonna start you. Some, you know, and depending on how good you are, they may take you straight from college and put you straight in there, you know. But usually they'll put you around a, you know, high A level, double A, double A level, at, at, you know, 23, 24 years, you know, however old you are coming out of college. But in my specific situation, me being so young, 17, uh, they sent me to rookie ball, which is like the very, the very, the, the first stop, you know what I'm saying, in, in baseball, you know, this is your introduction into pro baseball, rookie ball. So I, I played there, um, you know, my first year. Like I said, I was making $800 a month. In Florida? No, that was in Martinsville, Virginia. Okay. They sent me straight to, you know, so it was crazy. So it was like, this is another thing, man, <laughs> that, you know, they don't take, you know, when, you, when you're an athlete, they think you're a machine, first uh-huh. of all, right? Like you don't get tired, you don't get hurt and shit, right? So after playing this long-ass, you know, season, high school baseball season, right? Right. And going through all the stuff I went through, um, Shit, I graduated high school the next day. They sent me to, you know, straight down to camp, you know, straight down to the team. I didn't even go to camp. I went straight to a team playing in front of a crowd and shit. You know what I'm saying? Damn, that's what's up. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, not really. Well, not I, I guess, I guess, I guess. <laughs> no, I guess, it is what's up. Yeah, but I, I mean, guess for me, it, it was a culture shock up. and shit. It yeah. was a culture shock for me because now I'm going from a high school where it's like maybe 30 kids in the park, you know, your girlfriend and three of the homies out right. there to now you graduate now. First of all, and like we went, you know, to go back, I'm I'm in the hood. All my whole environment is black. So right. black school, black friends, black kids at the park, all that shit. Graduate the next day, um, graduate, you know, um, high school. The next day I'm on a, on a plane. I'm going to fucking Virginia by myself. I've never been away from home by myself before. Right. My whole environment changed overnight. So now I'm playing in front of 5,000 white folks. Right. No black folks in the crowd now. <laughs> you know, I'm playing with white boys on the team. I ain't never played with a white guy. Shit, right. to be honest with you, um, you know, it was always some racist shit when we played the white boys back when I was in Little League. You know, we, we had to worry about them calling us niggas and cheating us and stuff like that when we played in these tournaments. On our right. way to the Little League World Series, when I said I played in Little League World Series at 11, on our way to that tournament, we had to beat and play a lot of white teams in a lot of white areas, and we got treated bad, bro. Right. So that's my whole thing about white folks in baseball so now um now i'm playing with them i'm living with them you know that shit was a culture shock for me bro yeah yeah so um yeah man so after that you know uh i think i kind of forgot your question because i you know i'm kind of rambling i'm oh no no you good it was uh (laughs) we're talking about like the whole process process, of going on so you say you so you're doing rookie ball so i started a rookie ball and playing with uh front of large crowd for the first time yeah for the first time you know not even used to a wooden back First time putting the wooden back. Oh, th- that was another question about yeah. that. You said you was playing with aluminum. I played with aluminum. My so whole what's life. the what's like the difference? Because I didn't even know like people yeah. had like that set preference and all that junk. Nah, it's it's it's, it's a the difference is night and day. You know, okay. with aluminum bat, it doesn't break. Right. You know, you, I don't give a fuck where you hit the ball. You can hit the ball right off the top. You can get jammed and get a base hit with aluminum bat. You get you, that same pitch and with a wooden bat, it's gonna you know shatter the bat in half. It's gonna break. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. I didn't even know how to use a wooden bat, but you got me playing in front of five thousand people. Right. You know what I'm saying? 
So that shit was, you know, fucked up, you know, off the rip for me. Because it's like, man, give me a minute to get used to this shit. Hell it, yeah. Because I, I was such a big attraction. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to be funny. I'm selling tickets because you got to understand, yeah. in 89, I was the man. Yeah. You know, so everybody know me. That's another thing I didn't know. I thought I was just the shit in Chicago. Because, you know, of course, I'm getting all my press in Chicago, right? Right. So I didn't know this shit was around the world, you know, or, or around the United States, wherever. So when I get to Virginia, everybody there fucking arms open waiting on me. Following me, I'm That's like, dope. what the fuck is going Hell on? Hell yeah. So I never got a chance to just like really come into that shit and just settle in. Yeah. By the time I hit the motherfucking get off the plane, it was just a it was a circus for me. Damn. So I read like you said, like the first few games or like maybe like the first like few seasons or whatever, you like struggled a lot. Yeah. You know, playing and then your mama showed up and then you was like, My mama's my good luck charm, and then right. you were just getting better and better. Right, yeah, yeah. So what happens is, man, you know, I played the game for my mother. Just okay. like you mentioned, what I do with my check, I gave her half of it, right? Right. So, you know, every, I played the game to make my mom proud. It's, it just seemed like she was my good luck charm, right? Mm -hmm. You know, she'd been there since Little League, since, since, me, since the inception of me playing, and I've always played well in front of her. You know, when I look over and see my mom in the crowd, it's like, oh, okay, I gotta get busy, mom's here. You know, it's just, you know, I can get busy without her there, but it's just like I turn up even more. Yeah, you know, yeah. if I got mom in the crowd, it's just like, okay, I know I'm finna go crazy. And it's funny because I got video footage of my mom taking the footage, right, when she's there, and I went and played a motherfucking week. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like I got proof, you know. So it's like it's been like that since Little League up until then. It's just so what happened was um, I was in the slump. This is my rookie year. Um, so already homesick. Cause this yeah. is my first time being so young too. So young, I just turned seventeen. See, people don't. I was only seventeen for six months. You know, I I turned. Uh, yeah, I had turned seventeen in uh in, in January and um, in June my life changed. So that's six months, right? Right. Yeah. So um, you know, mom. So I was already struggling and shit, and homesick. So mom showed up and ended up having a good game. She left. Um, you know, she well, she was there for about a week. You know, I was in the slump when I first got there because, like I said, I couldn't, I could barely hit the ball because shit, I was breaking the bats. You know, I didn't, I didn't even know how to use a wooden bat. Yeah. So that I was in the slump and I was depressed and all that shit, ready to quit. And and mom's popped up, out the blue, surprised me on the road, and ended up having a hell of a game that day. Hell yeah. yeah. So at seventeen, <clears throat> you're a professional baseball player, like in Virginia. Like, what was you doing when you wasn't playing baseball? Because like. You can't get into clubs and shit, or they right. may have, they may have let you in, but you know, majority of the kids your age, or either in high school or just graduated, or, or off the college, and like you being in another state, you didn't you didn't have that luxury of like knowing you know anybody your age. So like, right. what was you doing? Um, well, I had another seven, well, an eighteen year old teammate. Okay, couldn't do the same shit I couldn't do. Right, so, oh, so y'all was partners. So we was probably we was, <laughs> was the three amigos, bro. It was me. Oh, like, yeah, you said like the, the Dominican cats. Well, no, no, it wasn't the Dominican. A guy named uh, Paul. And Corey, those are my Paul Paul Carson. Uh -huh. I, want them, I want to shout out them. I want to shout okay. out Paul Carson, and I want to shout out Corey Thomas. Shout out. Those are the two guys that helped me get through my season because, like I say, um, everybody else was college guys, twenty one. Everybody was growing, so they were partying. They was able to go out, and then plus, everybody in the city knew who I was, so I, I wouldn't get away. I, with I shit. couldn't get away with yeah. shit. You know what I'm saying? They knew I was a kid. I, I even got turned around. There's been times where I got let in. And there's been times where I got turned away where they say, Jeff, come on, man. You know, we can't let you in. We would love to let you in, but if, we, if they see you in here, we're going to lose our license. Right, right. And I've had those situations where like, hey, Jeff, come on. You know, just stay on this side. Don't drink. They're 
Oh, come on, uh, bro. Yeah. You know, if I'm in this bitch, I'm drinking. Yeah, yeah. But at least they would put the disclaim out there. Right, right. You know, so that was cool. So but, um, how yeah. many years was you doing the minor league? Uh, nine. Nine, okay. I, I played nine, 10 years, nine seasons. 95, I ended up getting hurt. So I set out the whole year 95. So it was 10 years total, but uh, nine seasons. Cause I, I didn't play the year 95. I had a bad show. I was in camp in 95. I went to camp, and, and just my shoulder wasn't, wasn't working. So I had to take that year off and rehab it. Okay, so tell us about some of the other teams you played for. Um, well, here's the crazy part. I played for a few teams, but I never made it out of uh, camp. With, I went to camp. Well, put this way, I played. I went to camp with a lot of teams. Okay, I'm. Just, uh, I went to camp obviously with the Phillies. Uh huh. I went to with the Cubs. I went with the Pirates. Okay, I didn't, I didn't see. I don't remember reading about the Cubs. I seen the Pirates. Yeah, the Cubs is everything is short. Philly was my longest stint. Everything right. else was kind of like. When you know, I was kind of like a journeyman after after I left Philly. Okay, so was was it the minor league the whole time, or did you end up yeah. playing in the majors? In '93 and '94, I got called up into big league camps. So I played. Okay. I didn't actually play this in the season, in the regular season. I played the. This, I was there for the camp, like spring training. Okay. So okay. when you so if you know when they break camp and go to, I was there trying to make the team. Okay, cool, cool. Right. So I was there playing with the guys, you know. But once the team. Once we broke camp, they sent me back down to the minor leagues. So being such a high pick, why didn't they activate you up uh, sooner? Right. You know, being you know in the in the, in the minors. I, okay, I understand leaving you out there for like two or three years because you're so young. Mm-hmm. Understandable, but it's just like so. Why did why didn't they bring you up? You know, sooner. It's funny you say that because um, I I don't. Here's here's what I know now. You know, after looking back at it, and I'm not saying this is the reason, but. But I really think the reason was they couldn't control me. Okay. You know, we used to clash a lot. You know, um, they used to say I had a bad attitude. All right. And it wasn't that I had a bad attitude. It was just I was there to play baseball and baseball only. I wasn't there for the shenanigans. Right. You know, and I didn't understand my – they didn't realize the pressure I was under. So I used to – you know, I ain't going to lie. I used to, you know – do some things while I was to snap out, you know. I don't, you know, cussed a few people out here and there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know if that probably scared them and said, "Hey, man, you know, he need to work on this and that." But at the same time, they never offered any help. You know, if y'all thought some, I was going through some shit at that young age. Why y'all didn't reach out and try to help me? Right. You mentioned cussing people out. I, I'm pretty sure you cussed someone out over this, and you didn't know the. I guess the tradition behind it is spitting on somebody's shoe. Right. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> Yeah, man. See, that's one of them games that I didn't play. I didn't understand it, man. I'm I'm a young kid, 17 years old, from Chicago, Southside, off the block, bro. That where I'm from, that's disrespect. I don't understand white boy games, and right? Shit, you know, right. I, I'm not trying to, you know, it's real talk. I don't no, no, I know what you know. I understand. So yeah. <laughs> when I show up, you know, like I say, the first week, and then and mind you, everybody, I feel, I feel the tension. You know, like everybody jealous. or don't like me. Because uh-huh. I'm this young swagged out kid. I got, they used to call me a hot dog, you know, meaning that I used to show off. Okay. I show up with, you know, my first day. All right, let me just, hold that thought. I want right. to just wanna paint this picture. Go, right go ahead, go, you, go right? ahead. Let me just paint this picture and then we get back to that question. Cool, so, cool. <laughs> so this is my first day where everybody, you know, my introduction, right? So first of all, uh, I showed up late, right? Why? So, Cause in my dumbass mind, we need see here's the, <laughs> <laughs> see me not knowing to being a kid. Nobody told me so. Okay, so when the coach in pro baseball say, "Be ready, be at the park at three, that means be on the field dressed. That don't mean show up at three, right? Yeah. Now, mind you, a day before, 
when my coach said, hey, be here at three, we pulling up to the park at three, right? So nobody told me. Right. So when I show up at, you know, mind you, I, get, I, 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 t- I take a cab, you know, I'm showing up, I got all my stuff on, I got a gold chain on, I got a jogging suit, no no shirt up under it. Ah, 80 you know shit, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, I got, um, at this, no, I don't, have my, I don't have earrings at this time. I just got a big ass herringbone, you know, the jogging, looking like prime, t- just think how right. prime time would look. That's exactly what like I was that. thinking. Right, right. So I show up like this, right? And um, how, you know, and I pull up in the cab and the way to feel is, uh, the way to feel the setup is like, it's, it's, it's like it sits down in like this bowl. Right, so where if you're on the field, you look up, you can see the parking lot. So everybody's on the field, right? Uh-huh. They stretching, they running around, and as I'm pulling up and getting out the cab, they can look up and see me getting out the cab, right? Uh-huh. And not only am I getting out the cab late, I met with port. It's, it's reporters up there. It's like three or four reporters up there with cameras and all this waiting to interview me and shit, right? Yeah. So imagine me getting out this. Ca- you know, I'm already late. I'm showing up late. I'm getting out the cab. I got. I'm surrounded by reporters, and I'm trying to walk down to the field. I'm trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. He told me to be here at 3 o'clock, and it's 3 o'clock now. Y'all out here running around. So these guys look at me and see me showing up late, surrounded by reporters, gold chain. So they don't like me from the giddy-up, right? Right. That's how I'm, 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 I'm feeling them tension. I'm like, damn, here I am late. These guys staring at me all crazy, you know. So um, go back to the, spitting, the shoe spitting incident. So when a dude spit on my shoe, I'm thinking it's some bullshit because they don't like me from the giddy-up. So when he spits on my shoe, I immediately try to fight him. And I jump up like, what the fuck? And I get in his face. And you know, the team had to separate me and put me back. Like, stop, you know, slow down. He's just joking. It's just a game we play. He didn't mean it. I'm like, bro, I don't play that where I'm from. And I and my shoes was brand new because they had a Nike contract. I was going to ask him about that. So he just walked up. He didn't say nothing. It was like. <laughs> he was sitting next to me. We was having batting practice, right? Uh-huh. And we sitting there. I'm sitting here, and he's sitting here. Yeah. He's sitting literally next to me. I got my head down because it's hot as shit. I forget where we at. We like in Tennessee. We on a road. Yeah. And mind you, he was the starting center fielder before I got there. So when I got there, he wasn't he wasn't starting no more. Oh, you took his spot. I took his spot. And he's 22 years old out of college. He, he was balling, too. They, from what I hear, he was actually balling, doing good before I got there. Because, like I said, I showed up and caught the team like midway through the season. So he, you imagine he's starting the whole time. Now I'm this hot shot, you know, coming down and I'm taking this position. He don't like that, I don't think. Yeah. So I'm, we sitting there and he spits right on my shoes, but I just laced up a pair of brand new ones, you know, because I was, you know, like I said, I had the contracts and shit. You know, I could wear new shoes when I wanted to. So I just laced up a, fr- a fresh pair of brand new Nikes and, you know, he took the liberty of, you know, he, he spit, uh, you know, it wasn't just spit, it was fucking chew. You know, so they, oh yeah, the tobacco, the, the tobacco shit. shit. Yeah. It was like a big wide, so it wasn't oh. like no. It was like man, it, this shit was disgusting, bro. Yeah, that's why I was pissed. You spit, I had like I said, I had on a brand new fresh white shoestrings, and you just spit this tar. Yeah, like yeah. you spit tar on my foot, bro. So that's why I got upset. You know, I understand the game, man. We used to crazy. Yeah, he'd have called it a two piece real <laughs> fast if they didn't. Uh, you know, they ain't separated. Tell us about this Nike contract you had. Um, it was light. It wasn't crazy. I wasn't getting paid. You know what I'm saying? Oh. It was just uh, it was an equipment contract. Oh, it just giving you all the free. Yeah, shit you just get shit. free shit. I wasn't. Okay, I'll take yeah. that shit. Hell yeah. Well, so like even like regular like tennis shoes and shit, or just strictly baseball Bro, shit. I used to go to the motherfucking uh, and the same thing with us. Uh, who was it? Spalding? I think I had a Wilson. I'm tripping. I had a Wilson contract. Mm. Yeah, I would be. Bro, when you a pro actually, bro, you don't. They just give you shit, bro. They, I mean, give you. They give you way more <laughs> shit. I used to give shit away. 
Hell shit. I, I, used to, I used to go there intentionally t- getting shit to give away. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I can get anything. They used to give me big ass bag, duffel bags. Going like where? Like to their store? Like, like no, I mean, it's the shit. warehouse. Okay. Yeah, no, fuck the store, bro. I used to go to the headquarters. Hey. So in Wilson, it was it was like maybe about 45. I forget exactly what um what suburb it was in. More so Wilson. Nike used to send me shit because Nike was out in Oregon. Where was where's Wilson located at? What state? It was it was located in Illinois, but it was in the okay. suburb of Chicago, maybe like twenty. Oh, so you can just roll up right That's in. What oh, I'm saying, yeah. oh. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Holiday man. time. I gotcha. Bro, I was killing him. I, I could have got I could have grabbed golf. I wasn't I was see, I was young and dumb, bro. I didn't know about golf. I could have grabbed golf clubs, all that shit, bro. Damn. I had a one car block. It would just give me a bag and say, go ahead and just let me in. That's what's up. And whatever I came out with could fit in that bag, bro. That's what I took with me. Oh, you you can only put fish it in the bag. Yeah, because they used to give me duffel. I could if I wanted two, three duffel bag. I could oh, walk okay. All the time. So, you, oh, so you can get the unlimited shit or whatever. Yeah, it's got. Yeah, oh, okay, bro, cool, cool. I was, yeah, you know. And then too, I've never been the person that fucking take advantage of nothing, bro. Even though it's free, you know. I'm, Hell I'm, yeah. I'm, like, I'm like that to this day. I get what I need and get probably a few extras for somebody else I want to look out for, and I'm and I'm cool. Hell yeah. So when you get this contract. The one eighty five, you give half of it to your mama. Yeah. What do you buy for yourself? Seventeen uh, years old. The first thing I went and grabbed me, bro, and the only thing I ever wanted was um I grabbed the uh the Cherokee uh limited edition, red and gold with the uh with the gold honeycomb rims on it, bro. Oh damn. That motherfucker was raw back then because I had up. saw it and um you know what one you know, you know, as a kid we influenced by hip hop and all this shit, right? And um, the only tr- the only time I ever saw that truck was uh, in a Heavy D video. Heavy D had it in one of his videos. I forget yeah. exactly uh, the video was, but when I, when he pulled up in that truck back then, it was red and gold with That's the gold honeycombs. Up. I was like, oh, I want that right <laughs> and there. And he got that shit. And I got it uh, shit six months later. Not even yeah, a year yeah. later. Six months later, I, got, I was able to get it, bro. That's what's up. You mentioned greenies. I Ooh. couldn't understand. Like, what exactly is that? Because I was trying to I couldn't understand, like, what that is. Okay, uh, basically what they are, uh, greenies is something that you know athletes take. I don't want to just put it on baseball because I don't know you know what other sports are doing, but um, I just say athletes. You know, well I I'd be specific and say baseball because that's the sport I played. I don't know what the other athletes take, so yeah, I'm gonna keep it specific. But basically, um, what they are, I tell you what they are first, and then I tell you what they do. Okay, uh, what they are, they pretty much just. Um, some pills that keep you, uh, I guess they get, they're energy pills. They're energy okay. pills. Usually yeah, uh, you can buy them at a truck stop. Truckers take them to keep them up all night because, you know, truckers drive right, 24 right. hours straight sometimes. So they take these certain pills to give them energy to keep them woke. It's almost like a fucking no-dose, right? Okay. But when you take these motherfuckers and with baseball or, I guess, whatever sport you're playing and you get it in your system and you start sweating, oh, bro, you feel fucking superhuman for some reason. You feel stronger. Damn. If your arm hurt, it disappears. You feel like you can throw the ball harder, and you feel like you can hit the ball farther. And it's just a simple no-dose pill. It's a F, F, what they call yeah. ephedrine or ephedrine or some shit like that. I know, it's ephedrine or some shit? Ephedrine, something yeah, like that. Yeah. That's all it is. But when you take these motherfuckers, and, and it was legal. Right. You know what I'm saying? It was some shit where we used to toss them around like candy. You know, we would be pissed if somebody didn't have them. Damn. But we on, the, on, on our way to the, uh, to the ballpark, you know, we got to make that stop on the road. Hey, man. So we, we, you know, people would get them on, the road, on road trips. It wasn't no secret, but that was just something we took that you know got us up and, and kept us going. 
Did you see a lot of steroid use? Because I know steroid was heavy. You know what I'm saying? I know, I know major league. I don't know about right. the minor league. Nah, though. nah. Motherfuckers do it in the minor league. They trying to get that major league job. So, you yeah. know, they probably going to do it more down there. Yeah, you know? yeah. So, nah, I seen it. You know, it wasn't crazy, but that was something people didn't announce. That, right, that, right. They was kept doing, that on low. Yeah, but you knew who was doing it, though. Right. You knew who was doing it. You know, because the thing about the game, bro, and, I, and it's like every other industry. It's like the entertainment industry. Like, the people that's in the industry, we know what's up. Right. But y'all don't know what's up. We keep it away from y'all. Y'all ain't going to never know. But the, the people that's amongst, like the, even what other ball players do on their teams, you know, once you get to the city, you're going to hear what happened. Mm-hmm. You know, so, yeah, what I, I think within these industries, man, you know, certain secrets that's, you know, roaming around the industry, we all aware of it, but ain't nobody going to tell. And then when they get out, most people will admit it or, you know, they're going to deny. You know, right, hell yeah, yeah. You know. You mentioned something that shocked me. And you admitted that it was probably one of your downfalls is that in the offseason you didn't work out. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he doing? I was like, bro, you got to work out. You know what I'm saying? I understand, you know, you had a long season, you want to chill, but I'm like, shit, you got to do some little light work, you know, before camp, man. Like, right. what was the reason behind that? Um, two, it was a couple, it was a few reasons behind it. Um, well, here's the craziest reason. This is the craziest reason at first. Um, that I thought I was too good. Okay. I thought I was too good. I felt like, fuck, if I work out, these guys ain't. See, my thing is I like challenges, right? And once baseball don't feel like it's a challenge, then it get boring to me. So I felt like, fuck, if I, because I felt, this is, this is crazy. I'm serious. I felt like I was so fucking good that if I worked out, then the game, and I, and I get better, that when the season starts, it's going to be boring to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? So that was one of the reasons. Um, you know, which was stupid, you know, because I should have dominated. Who, who don't want to dominate? You know what I'm saying? I, but I've never been that type of person. I'm cool with just winning. I'm, I'm never there to just dominate. I like to keep it interesting, right? Cool. So that was one reason I was like, man, if I work out, I'm a, what the fuck? This shit ain't going to be fun. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And then second of all, um, I was tired, bro. You know, I just got through fucking playing a hundred and some games. I'm chilling, yeah, bro. Like, so would y'all play like yeah. two games a week or some shit? Every day. Oh, y'all play a game a day? Every day. Sometimes two. Oh, shit. So yeah, you don't get Sundays off, bro. You may get one off day a month. Damn. So yeah. basically, y'all just y'all travel, go on other games. Or you, yeah, damn. All year round. Oh, oh shit. shit. You pay damn near 100 and something games, fam. And you, yeah. me, I'm playing all 100 of them motherfuckers. You know, yeah. At least 100. You know what I'm saying? Your body get beat up, bro, from running Hell on that yeah. shit. Dirt getting hit. It's, your body tired. So I use the motherfucking offseason to recoup. Hell yeah. And then just to live my regular life. Because I felt like when I was playing baseball, like during the season, I can't be who I totally am. Right. Because you got motherfucking, um, you, you, you quote unquote a role model. You can't do certain things. So in the motherfucking offseason, I wanted to just be regular. I wanted to kick it and hang out with my boys. I wanted to travel. I wanted to fuck with chicks. I wanted to do, you know, do me. Hell I ain't yeah. got time to be working out. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, what did it feel like to get your first professional home run? Ah, I don't even remember it, but I'm, I'm oh, sure Oh, you don't felt, remember that one? <laughs> nah, I don't even remember it, but I'm sure that shit felt good, fam, to be honest. I'm sure I was geeked. Damn. I, I don't even remember it. I, don't, I couldn't tell you who it was off of or what, nothing. I I don't know, bro. I was 17, obviously, so Damn. that's been a long fucking time. All right, something that, like, shocked me, and especially at the time frame that happened, and I'm like, what the fuck, is when, you know, you said you had, you had a girl – uh-huh. And you know you had another little chick, and that chick sent pictures of you and her oh, wow. doing whatever 
to your lady and I'm like, yo, there wasn't no Google and shit back then. How the right. fuck did she get her address and all of that info? Well, and that's the good thing about it. I'm glad I didn't come up doing the social media. <laughs> but what had happened was, <laughs> what had happened was, all right. You wild, man. Oh, man, man. I had my fun, put it that way. So here's the, here's the story and the chick. So what happened was uh, my roommate, right? Uh-huh. He was married. And uh, his wife came to visit, and she brought her fine-ass sister with her. Okay. Right? So, mind you, they're in, my, they're in our crib right. the whole time. And um, she knew I had a girlfriend. You know, I let her clearly know I had a girlfriend. But, of course, she still want to, you know, get down with me. You know, right? So, um, I guess she called herself wanting to break us up or, you know, do whatever she did. But um, by them standing at our house and we – Ball player shit, we had to go to the park and leave them at the house. Right. So what happened was um, one time I was at the ballpark and they was there. I think they was there maybe a week. Maybe, a, yeah, a total of a week. So um, what happened was um, I think we got into an argument towards the end of their stay because, um, you know, she, it was something about my girlfriend. I'm like, you clearly know I got a girlfriend. I'm not, you know, you, you don't come before my girl. You know right. what I'm saying? So, um you know, I think that kind of pissed her off. And, you know, one day I was at the ballpark. She went rambling through my shit and found the letter. Because oh, back then, you know, motherfuckers sent cards yeah, and letters yeah. back then. So she found the letter my girl sent me, got the motherfucking address. And, That's how she got it. And she it. set me up, right? Uh-huh. Because, now, mind you, I'm in my house. I'm clearly fucking her, right? So I'm in my drawers and shit like that. So she all of a sudden want to take pictures. Like Polaroid? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. So we taking pictures and shit. I'm all in my drawers. She was hung up. I'm like... You know, I was so stupid, you know what I'm saying, and young, Damn. not knowing she was going to send them pictures to my girl, bro. That's crazy, you man. Know? Scandalous. Send them to my girl. That's how they be doing. That's how they do. You mentioned, because I didn't know about this, the American League and the National League, is that kind of like like the fucking uh, East and the West of, like, the baseball? Um, nah, that's totally, I mean, you can still have East and West in the same league. Um, American League, the rules are different. Okay. You know, it's just National League and American League. The rules are different. And the only difference is is um, that I know of now, because I don't watch the game, but back then, I mean, um, it was just a matter of the, the pitcher uh, batting, you know, oh, or okay. a designated hitter. You know what I'm saying? So the National League, the pitchers, you ha- the pitchers have to bat. And then the American League, the pitchers don't have to bat. You can just put a fucking oh, slugger up there okay. to fucking bat for the pitcher. Cool, okay. Yeah. Get it, get it. Let's talk about, man, this, this jet ski incident wow okay um, yeah reading that i was like wow um that was the day i almost lost my life man but the crazy thing about it it was probably one of the funnest days of my life at the same time yeah you know what i'm saying so you know the jet ski accident was uh some un- totally unexpected um i met a young lady um while i was out playing ball which i had no business because i had a girlfriend yeah. you know and from when time. i was reading a uh a very prominent woman, uh, yeah. Yeah. Her, her, uh, either her or her family had some money. Um, yeah, you know, uh, actually, um, yeah, she come, she come from a decent background. It's like I, it's funny because we like I always say we from. She's a suburban chick. Uh-huh. I'm from the other side. Of, I'm from the hood. So that's how we try to. Uh, that's how I usually say sum it up. I'm from the other side of the track. Right. And her um, great grandfather, um, I'm slipping right now. Um, his name, but he was the first black uh, man to win a, a, a individual gold medal. Oh shit! Yeah, W E W. 
I'm sorry right now. I'm sorry, Mar. I'm, I'm slipping on your grandfather's name. But yeah, he was a great man. He was an Olympian, man. Told, oh, damn. He was great, yeah. But um, maybe y'all can look it up. Uh, the first black uh, guy to win an individual gold medal in track and field. Okay. Um, Hubbard, I think it's his last name, Hubbard. Yeah, I'm forgetting his first name right now. But um, yeah, she, you know, um, we're talking about the, the jet ski accident. Yep, right? yep. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, yeah. So that day, um, we was having a good time, uh, skiing, drinking, making out, you know, all that. And um, towards the uh, end of the, because um, we rented the jet skis, we didn't own them. So at the end of the day, when it was time for us to like turn the jet skis in, we was like, yo, let's go for one more ride. Right. And plus, we got to put gas in them, you know, so we won't get charged for the gas, uh, the gas fee. You know, they had like a little fueling station at the end of the lake where you could uh, put gas in there. And we went to go do that. And, you know, I gassed hers up and uh, she took off and uh, I gassed mine up. And when I got on it to start it up, um, it wouldn't start. Right. So I remember the guy, the, the guy we rented it from, he was kind of giving us instructions in case it didn't start. He was like, yo. In case your uh, jet ski stalls out, um, you know, this, you, you may have to push the choke button because it's water on the engine. You know, this is my first time ever riding a jet ski, so I didn't I didn't know. So um, at the time when my uh, jet ski didn't start, I remember I said, oh, okay, maybe I got to choke it. And so I was like, oh, here go the choke button, what he was, what he was talking about. Uh-huh. So I pressed the choke button a couple times, clicked the start button, it didn't start. And, um... You know, at this time, now the young lady I was with, she was halfway down the middle of the lake. So she, I guess she figured that I wasn't next to her. And so she started to turn around. So I waved, I started waving her down. So as I'm waving her down, she started to head back towards me, you know, to come see what's going on. And I, tr- I decided to give it uh, one more try to start it up and choked it out and pressed the start button. And when I pressed the start button, it was like I set a bomb off. Damn. Did you get burnt up? Nah, man, I didn't get burnt. The only thing I did, I broke my back in two places, bro. From the, I guess, from the joke of it throwing me off of it. Yeah. Um, but everything went numb from the waist down, bro. I thought I blew off my foot. Damn. You know, I, I didn't know what, and and I bit my tongue. I bit a, like a hole in my tongue. Oh shit. Um, but that was it, bro. <laughs> but here's the funny part, though. Um, I thought, I thought I, I, I ain't gonna say I thought I died. I thought I had. I, it could have went either way. Put it that way, because what happened was. When um, after the jet ski blew up, and even though I had a, a life vest on, the suction from the explosion was still pulling me underwater. I felt myself Damn. going underwater, and I and it was like, bro, I'm telling you, I ain't. It was the best feeling I ever had. I feel like I was, I was, on, I feel like I was high, bro. You know how, like being on the water and shit. Yeah, but being in the water, it was just something came over my body. Like I could have just like slipped out. And, had I closed my eyes and just went to sleep, I probably would have died because if, if I don't know if it was angels comforting me or if I was slipping, but I felt so at ease, bro. I felt I never felt so calm. Damn. Then all of a sudden, I something in my head just snapped. And I said, "Fuck this!" And all of a sudden, I started kicking my legs, and that's when I rose to the top of the water. And, and fortunately, it was people right there waiting on me in the canoe. Damn, they had hurt. Yeah. yeah, they saw it and all that, so they came over and saved me. So I had people on top of me from the time. You know, I hit the water, bro. So, you know, it was almost kind of like a blessing. Yeah. And I was shocked. When you tell the people who your roommate was in the hospital, I was oh, like, damn. I was like, that's fucking random. He was um, the heir to the Spalding family. Yeah. Yeah, he was the heir to the Spalding family. And I had no idea, but it, I knew something was going I knew his name was, 
What happened, I knew his name was Mr. Spoil. He was an old guy. Actually, oh, okay. I think his father was the inventor because this guy had to be at least 80, right? Oh, okay. And we were sharing a room and his name was Spoil then. But what happened was he used to have visitors like every day, right? Uh-huh. Because obviously I didn't have none because I wasn't from there. I got blew up in, way away from Chicago. Where was this at, the accident? This was in um, New Hampshire. Some okay. lake, some lake in New Hampshire. This girl I was dating had a day at it. was almost kind of like Friday. I don't want to say Friday the Thirteenth, but they had like a lake house. <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Like this big ass lake and houses around it, you know, all flooded in forest and shit. So they had this lake house. So that's why we went down there. But um, yeah. So what happened was he used to have visitors come every day. He had these like older white woman used to come visit him. But when I used to notice when they came in, they all had on diamonds. They had like diamond rings and damn. They looked like they, look like they had money. Cause you know, me and him laid up in hospital gowns and shit, but the people yeah. coming to see, I'm like, they look like they got some bread, right? And so just jokingly, um, I was like, uh, I was like, hey, Mr. Sparta, you happen to be any kin to, uh, to the Sparta family? He's like, yeah, I'm the heir. I damn. said, oh shit, that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah, that's my family, I'm the heir. Okay. You should have been like, shit, sign me to some baseball shit. Right, right, right. But yeah. at that point, I'm sitting up with a broke back. I ain't thinking about baseball. Hell yeah. Yeah. Damn. So when when was your final year of baseball? Uh, 98. Because I read that you was with one team. You got signed with them. Like You played with like them on like three separate occasions. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was uh, Will County Cheetahs, man. That was like a team that's in my hometown. So anytime I got released – uh, from a um, from an affiliated team, uh-huh. it was always a spot waiting on me at Will County, which in, which was in Joliet, Illinois, maybe like forty minutes outside of Chicago, and they had an independent team. It was a league called the Heartland League. You know, they had um, up in the Midwest. So anytime I would get released from a team, I would just you know I always had a spot waiting on me at the Heartland League. So I would go there, you know, I would get released, go home for baby a week, you know, lick my wounds and shit, you know, go out there, let them know I'm back. And they would put me on the team, and I would go out there, fucking snap, have a great year, and yeah, yeah. be right back on the affiliate team the next year. That's what's up. Yeah. Being so young, you know, making a nice amount of money, being a public figure, a pro baseball player, did you have a lot of people come after you trying to, like, get money? Jeff, I can't pay my bills, or, like, try to be around, you know, just to gain shit, you know? Because you were super young, so your mind, you know, was impressionable. You don't know you know what I'm saying, people's, like, intentions. And I'm pretty sure it could have been, like, older folk, you know, trying to be in your ear, whoop-de-whoop, do this. Did you have a lot of that or, you know, you were secluded away? Yeah, my mom did a good job at uh, secluding me, man. She was, unfortunate. she was even like that with my brothers and sisters, man. So my mom was a pit bull when it came Oh, back. damn. Like, I, like yeah. don't, don't ask Jeff for shit. Yeah, yeah. She like, <laughs> ask me, you know, ask me for it. My yeah. mom was a pit, bro. So she didn't play that shit, you know. That's of good. course, I had, like, outsiders coming in trying to, you know, be involved, like, be my manager and agents and shit like that. You know, you gonna always get that. And and my boys, I kept the same circle, bro. You know, That's I still got up. the same circle of friends. I never went out and got new friends and shit, bro. Other, only new friends that I kind of like gained during that time was other people that you know, ball players. You know, guys who was in my same position. So I knew they didn't want me. They wasn't being my friend for no other reason that because they're on the same level I'm on. So right. yeah, I, I, I kept. I had a crew of five guys that I rock with in high school and. Shit, bro, them still my homies to this day. In the book, you mentioned mental health. And, like, nowadays, you know, like, these athletes are speaking out about it and all this little shit. But you said you was, like, struggling, like, with depression and shit. And, like, there was, like, no therapist and no one you could talk to. And, like, you really couldn't, I guess, talk to the coaches and shit like right, that. Right, right. Well, you know, um, I, you know, it's, it's funny because, like, when you're writing the book and I look back at it at the time, I didn't know I was depressed, bro. Yeah. I just had an attitude. I was just pissed off at everybody, you know. 
and people couldn't figure out why I was pissed off because they looked at it like, nigga, you got the world, you got every, you got every, and that's the perception, you know, and that's why I understand celebrity because it's like, just because you got a million dollars and you got this house and you got this show, bro, that don't necessarily equate to happiness. That yeah. should equate to pressure, fam. Because yeah. people always look, you're not looked at different. You looked at different now. You're not looked at as the same. So anything that I did, you know, um, prior to me uh, going pro, I had, to, I had to stop doing. I had to, like, switch my whole life up. But I, it was kind of like I had to, I was an actor. Hell you yeah. understand what I'm saying? I had to put on this good. I had to put on a good face. I had to put on a front. You understand what I'm saying? I couldn't necessarily just really, really be me. So that was one thing that I didn't like. Um, and you know, it was just a lot of pressure, bro. It was just a lot of just to sum it up. It was just a lot of pressure I was going through. So after baseball, what was life like for you? What was your next move? Shit, bro. Um, man, I struggled, bro. You know, even more mentally because now I'm dealing with the fact that. You know, my career over, it didn't turn out like I wanted it to turn out. Um, I just felt um, I let my mom, I let my family down. I felt like I let my city down. Um, I didn't have no backup plan. You know, I didn't. I, I only got a high school uh, education. Right, uh, right. I did a little bit of college. I went for a semester, but I didn't take school serious because uh, I thought that I was going to be making millions. Yeah. You know, I had these million dollar contracts, so I didn't take school serious. So, um, you know, I was, honestly, bro, after high school, I mean, I, I mean, after my career was over, um, shit, I just floated, bro. You know, I was still living at the house, so I didn't have bills really like that to pay. Um, it's funny because I found myself like borrowing money from my mom and shit now. You know? Yeah. After giving her hundreds of thousands of dollars and shit over yeah, my I'm, career, like, you can pay me back now, mom. Yeah, you know yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, you know, but I knew that wasn't gonna last too long, man. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I think I I didn't start really getting my shit together until I met my uh, my second. Until I met my daughter's mom, right? You know, and she kind of held me down and kind of like, you know, helped me come out of my little funk and shit. But uh, it took it took a while, bro. I'm gonna keep it a bean with you. It, it took a, it took a minute to figure out, you know, what I wanted to do. Yeah, and I, I read that you know you started a whole new transformation. Like, yeah, quit eating meat. Are you are you still you still don't fuck with meat? No, nah, I don't fuck. I, you know, I'm, I do a little fish here and there, but I don't I don't chew. You know, how many years has it been since you had like you know some meat, um, steaks, all that shit? Wow, years, bro. So what happened was when I first started, that was right after my um, jet ski accident, right? Right. Because I felt like there was a miracle. I felt like it was some type of spiritual calling on me. I didn't know what it was, but I just figured like, man, to survive that shit, bro. Just with a, a, a fractured back and just biting your tongue, it's something on you. You, gotta, yeah. you got so I, I started looking at my life like, oh, this shit is serious. So what I did was, uh, you know, the, I did the thing. The, the, the only thing I knew what to do, you know, was I started, you know, um, reading spiritual books. Um, I learned out, you know, learned about how meat wasn't good for you, so I stopped eating meat, and that's when I started my lock journey as well. Right, right. Yeah. So that kind of like. You know, that's what my locks represent, like a spiritual, like a spiritualism more so than the style. Because I got, my, I didn't get my shit out of oh, this shit look dope. I got out of man, I got to do something to show that I'm, I'm changing. You know, and plus I didn't want to be recognized no more. Right, you know, right. I want to change my whole look. You know. Yeah, that's another thing, man. You were saying like you didn't want to be in Chicago working a regular job. Well, I couldn't. It, yeah. I wouldn't be able to. I mean, I would have, I would have. I mean, I had offers, but it just would have looked weird or. I went and got no work done because every, right. every time I stepped outside, and I, it felt like an interview. 
Yeah. Anytime some people see me, so man, what happened? What's going on? What you doing? I'm like, bro, calm down. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm, I'm just trying. I'm just chilling. I don't, I'm not here to be interviewed, bro. I'm just just like you. I'm here relaxing, trying to enjoy myself. Hell yeah. So after dealing with that. I'm like, I got to get the fuck out of here, bro. I ain't going to be able to live a normal life. Because every time I walk out the door, people remind me of some shit I'm trying to fucking forget. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because, yeah, I was reading, like, you and your girl, y'all moved out here because she wanted to be an actress, but you ended up getting an agent, you know? <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> oh, I'm just on some, like, on some random shit. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, because, I, I, you know, and, if, and I fucked it off because I wasn't out here trying to be an actor. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It was just... It was opportunity. I was like, "Fuck it." I guess I, you know, I go. It was. The, I guess it was the, the Hollywood dream, bro. Right. It's, it's Craig. Everybody come out here to try to get discovered, right? Yeah. And I'm. I ain't even thinking about. That. I'm just getting my fucking braid. You know, we sitting. There, you know how it's long for it yeah, to yeah. get our hair done. I'm sitting there getting my shit twisted. I'm seeing this dude just staring at me. I'm like, what the fuck is he staring at, bro? <laughs> and I already heard about the little funny shit that going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I guess up and shit. I get ready, you know. You know, to pay my hairdresser and shit. I'm like, hey, thank you. I appreciate it. I'll see you in a, you know, when I see in a couple months or whatever. As I'm walking out the door, the guy's just staring at me. He said, excuse me, excuse me a second. He said, hey, what's up? He's like, uh, you ever think about acting? I was like, nah. You know, he's like, uh, I'm an agent. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking it's some bullshit, right? Because yeah. like, oh, okay, I'm getting discovered. Oh. So he gave me his number. He said, if you ever, you know, think about acting, give me a call. So I'm like, all right. I take his shit, right? And I'm working a job at this time, working at Chrome Hearts. And uh, I'm sitting at the, you know, the gig. I'm kind of bored because I used to, you know, by me being an athlete, I work, I'm a hard worker. So I used to knock my work out and just be literally sitting there twiddling my fucking thumbs. Yeah. So one day, it was one of those days where I had really no work to do because I did it all and twiddling my thumbs. And I had the guy card in my pocket. So I was like, man, let me see. Let me call this nigga Bluff. That's what I'm, that's how I, that was my attention to call this Bluff. And turned out this motherfucker was real, bro. He was a real agent. That's what's and, up. Um, he asked me to come down to uh, his office and, you know, to audition or to the read or some shit. And I ain't never read a script or none in my life, right? Went in there, read two scripts. You know, we kind of like went back and forth with me. And after that, he's like, hold on. He came back with a contract, bro. That's what's yeah, up. That's crazy. Yeah. Hell yeah. I seen, <clears throat> what did you do on I Love New York, too? Oh, okay. That was some crazy shit too. So, um, <laughs> remember MySpace? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I had just got up on MySpace because I'm at work. You know, everybody telling me how they cracking. You know, I literally got on there just to try to meet women because people telling me like, "Man, MySpace cracking." But you yeah, yeah. I, like, I got some off MySpace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so I ain't know what it was. I was like, "What the fuck is MySpace? Let me jump on this yeah. shit." So I jump on MySpace. About a week later, I get an inbox from um, up here. Here again, I'm thinking some bullshit. I get an inbox from a, a producer on MTV asking me about uh, would I be interested in some reality show. And I'm thinking, it's fake again. So I tell my homeboy and I tell my homegirl at the time. They was like, you just call him. Just call him and see if it's real. And I was like, man, some boo- hey, she's just going to hit me. So I call. It was real. So they asked me to come in for an interview. So I go down there and um, I sit there and I talk to him in the interview. Um, you know, they asking me about because she's off the Flavor of Love show, right? right so they yep. start asking me about the girls on the Flavor of Love, and I'm telling them the girls that I like and the girls that I don't like. So they they bring up New York. It's like, what about New York? I was like, oh hell no, nah, hell no. Nah. I was actually really dissing New York and shit, right? Yeah. They in there laughing and all this. I'm not even knowing the show was about me because they don't tell you who the show right, was. Right? They yeah, just, they get you. Yeah, they got me. So I, I so I blew that right. So I told them how much I didn't like New York, but. The thing is, they like my personality on camera, right? So I declined to do season one. 
So season two come around, these motherfuckers come back at me again. Oh, okay. Jeff, we really want you on the show. We like your personality. Would you do the show this time? I'm like, nah, I'm still cool <laughs> on that shit, bro. I'm good. They's like, okay, well, do us a favor then. I was like, what you want me to do? They's like, well, you really like your personality. We want to use you. We're doing some, this year we're doing a different. We're doing like an internet thing. I think this was the year people, they, when they started being interactive where people got to vote you on the show. Okay. It's like, we just want to use you for, some, for the website. We just want to, you know, get an interview from you and throw it on the website. Can you do that? I was like, okay, I can do that. So they was like, okay, good. We're going to send some producers out to your house. Cool. They sent producers out to my crib, you know, um, you know, get their little interview about New York and all this type of stuff. But mind you, before that, before I even said, yeah, I, Talked it over with my people again. I was like, man, y'all think I should do this shit? They was like, man, just go on and do it. Get your exposure. Da, da, da. I'm like, all right, fuck it. So I told them, yeah, did the shit. And they come to the crib, and they get the interview, and I'm thinking it's for the internet, right? Yeah. So say about two weeks after I do the interview, I come home from work, and I get a call from my brother. And he's like, well, what your black ass doing on TV? I said, <laughs> on TV? Did you talk about I ain't no TV. Boy, I'm looking at your ass right now. You on I Love New York. I said, what? So while we talking, I get in the other line click. It's my sister. <laughs> my little sister. I'm like, hello? Boy, your ass on TV. I said, what the fuck are y'all talking about? I'm on TV. I ain't did shit for no TV. They was like, we looking at your ass. So I was like, what y'all watching? They was like, we watching the I Love New York um, special, casting special. Uh. I said, the I Love New York casting special. And mind you, they're in Chicago, so they it came on there before it came yeah, on LA. three hours early. So I said, hold on, man. Let me call y'all back and see what's going on, bro. So I, I hang up from them, get on the TV, and, and turn on the TV guy. And I see, I love uh, New York cast special coming up in 30 minutes or 10 minutes. Or something. I'm like, maybe this is what they're talking about. So I sit there, and I'm watching the whole shit. And I'm, I'm like, I ain't on this motherfucker. They saved me to the end. Uh-huh. I'm the last, so the shit damn near about to go off. I'm sitting there watching this, and all of a sudden, I see myself pop up. I'm like, uh-huh. They, they got said me. it for the internet. Yeah, they told me for the internet. I said, they got me. Damn. I said, they got me. But the good thing, it was a cool experience, man. You know, New York was nice. You know, I got love on the show. You know, it's That's funny because, shit, for about 30, about 30 to 60 days, man, shit, I was getting marriage proposals and all that shit. Oh, man. from like, they was finding your MySpace and shit? Yeah, man, girls was going to my, in my <laughs> asking me literally what I married him. I said, damn, this is what 15 seconds of fame is. That's huh? what's up. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. You mentioned like you moved out here. And your first job that you got, you know, outside of baseball, you was 31, mm-hmm. you know, working at, at a boutique yep. and shit, man. Yep. And, like, tell us, man, what was that like? Like, why did you choose to work at a clothing store? Um, shit, it chose me, bro. Um, like I said, I had just moved out here. I never really had a real job in my life. Right. It was my first time, but. Yeah, of course, like, shit, yeah. you leave high, graduate high school, next day you playing baseball. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm rich. You know, yeah. I'm playing ball and living my dreams and shit, right? And um, so when we moved out to L.A., it's me and my girl, and I got a daughter, mind you, uh, mm-hmm. three years old, so I got to figure something out. So um, what happened was when I got out here, I just signed up at a temp service. I, I got to work. I got to get some job. I got to get some money coming in. I got a girl and a kid to support. Yeah. What so was I, those interviews like in the application where it's like work experience, right? MLB from this to this, and then nothing else? They're, they're right. looking like – Right. What the fuck? Oh shit! Exactly. What the fuck can we do with you? Like, because you you, do, you don't have work skills because you right. never needed them. Right. I, that's, yeah. That was the. It was hard, and I'm glad you said that because what one everything go was my personality. Me know how to see by me dealing with what I dealt with. I know how to deal with people. Yeah. Of all races, you know what I'm saying. So um, yeah. So when I went and in, 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 in interview, well, first of all, let me 
don't want to, I want to uh, jump forward. So mm-hmm. basically, I signed up at the temp service, right? Okay. Signed up at the temp service, and um, you know, just hoping that I can just get a little work here and there, just to you know, get a little money coming in, you know, to, to support the family. So this one particular day, um, I wake up and I call. Because sometimes if they didn't call you for a job, you would just call in and check. So I call in. And I asked him, I said, y'all got any work today? Nah, we ain't got nothing. So I say, all right, cool. I lay back down. About half hour later, I get a phone call. And my girl answered the phone. She bringing me the phone. And she's like, I'm like, who is she? She's like, it's a job on the phone. And I was like, man, fuck that shit. I'm, I'm sleep now. I already got up. <laughs> she's like, boy, you better get your ass up and go get this money. Uh-huh. I said, damn, you're right. So I got up, got on the phone. I was like, hello? Yeah, we got a job for you. All right, cool. So... What happened was it was a it was a simple job. All we had to do was just move some shit. It was like a something that literally almost weighed a ton. It took like maybe five people to move the motherfucker, bro. So they had two, three people at their job at Maxfield at this boutique. I'm talking about it was three people. It was a marble, like a long ass marble table. Okay. Solid marble. So imagine having solid marble. Oh, yeah. So it took literally about five people. So they got two people from my temp service to go over to this boutique and help them move this marble marble table. After we moved the marble table, we look we look like that's it. She's like, that's it? He's like, oh, we came all the way just to do this, but fuck it, we getting still the same money. Hell yeah. Right? So, um, was this time for us to leave, we gotta give the manager our, uh, our, uh, like a sheet so she could sign off on it said we was there, and then yeah. we could take that shit, that's how we get paid, we do that sheet. So, it was me and this, um, this, this Spanish guy, Mexican, and um, when it was over, she, you know, she we went to take her the papers to get signed, she signed a Mexican guy, uh, paper told him to leave, and she told me to stay. She asked me, she said, can you stay longer? Yeah. I said, sure. So I stayed at the store a little bit longer, and I helped out uh, the display lady. because She was in there rearranging the stores and doing that. She needed some muscle. So as I sit there and helped her out, you know, I'm being charming and talking with the ladies and just being just being my charming self, bro. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, so now, at the end of the day, when I go to handle my slip, she hands me a fucking application. What kind of store is this? It's called Maxfield, bro. It's like... This is like the A-list. This is where all the A-list is a fucking shop, bro. They still like, open? Oh, yeah, 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 oh, yeah. Oh, so they got like, what they sell, like jeans, T-shirts? Bro, they sell things? everything. They sell jewelry. They sell furniture, clothes, shoes. It's like That's a lifestyle up. store, bro. Every oh, A-list okay. celebrity. And this is what literally where they shop because it's like a lot of privacy, too. You can't just walk up in there. It's like it's kind of like you got to be invited. Oh, shit. Yeah, you can. Oh. Yeah, it's, oh. Some, it's some high end. High end. Yeah, it's, that's that's above my pay grade. I can't afford yeah, I might I might even get some socks or something in there. I was going to just say, if you <laughs> if you got 500, you probably can get some socks. Never mind. Shit, yeah, I ain't paying the 500 for no socks. That's what that's the type of environment it is, bro. I done met everybody shit. up in that motherfucker, bro, from... I don't even like the lane drop, but I met a lot of fucking A-listers. Bro. I bet, especially being in that area and all yeah, that shit. absolutely. That's what's up. Yeah. So, um, so you said she handed you the application. She handed me the application, and I took the job. Well, you know, I still had the interview, you know, but since they like my work ethic, because like I said, I'm an athlete, right? You know, and plus I'm doing my charm on. I'm, you know, I'm strong, and they needed a, you know, a strong guy around there. So it was a blessing, bro. It kind of came to me the job. I didn't go looking for it. I was at a temp service, and you know, the lady, you know, asked me that I would I would I want to work here full time, and I'm like, hell yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. So that's how that job came along. Hell yeah. So how did you feel moving to L.A., like that escape, because you was able to go out and move around and not be noticed and just chill? Well, here's the funny part. I wasn't supposed to live here. Um, so what happened back in um, Chicago, right before you know me and my girl moved out here, we literally broke up. Mm-hmm. I was going to Atlanta. 
I was on my way to Atlanta, and she was on her way to come out here to pursue her dreams, right? And I had a lot of opportunity, baseball opportunities down in Atlanta from you know some um, some of my ex teammates. They run a baseball program down there. Okay. And then when we come down, they help them teach and shit. So I was like, okay, I'm on my way down here to do my baseball thing. Finally, start coaching, and um, send you to LA. So, but like I said, I, my daughter was maybe two or three years old. I think three years old at the time, and um. She didn't know nobody. I mean, she was like literally determined to come out here and pursue a dream, just like on a hope and a prayer. She didn't know no, I mean, not a soul out here. Yeah. And I had people out here from ball. You know, my, one of my roommates was out here, you know, lived out here. So I said, uh, what I do is I make sure you, I'm going to help you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to move you. I had to move the furniture. I said, I'm going to move you to L.A. And then I'm going to get it the fuck up out there. I'm going to Atlanta and do my thing. And when I got out here to L.A., bro, I just fell in love with um, – with the weather and the environment, and then me and her kind of like rekindled our relationship. That's what's you know, up. Maybe you know when you get in a new environment, whatever the fuck you was arguing back back in Chicago, it's different now. Even when you get to L.A. or whatever, so we kind of rekindled our shit for a few more years, and um, until we finally broke up for good. But yeah, that's how that's how we ended up out here, bro. That's what's up. Can can you tell the people what is June second? Ah, uh, June second is Jeff Jackson Day, and. Um, in the in, in, in the state of Chicago and uh, and in the city of Chicago, Illinois, um, I was fortunate enough to get my own day. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. crazy. Uh, something we do on here, we do the shout outs for all like the like, the cities and the countries and the people that listen to shit. You know, they show me love by listening, so I like to shout them out. We got USA, Italy, British Virgin Islands, Canada, North Macedonia. Oh yeah, this is the first time that y'all fucking. Oh, Show it up. I was like North Man. I, I meant to look up. You know where that is? I, I'm pretty sure it's in Europe somewhere. I don't even know exactly Wh- where. Which one? North Ma- Macedonia. No disrespect. I never heard of it, bro. I've heard of it, but I, I don't know where it is. But I don't know how the fuck y'all found me out there. But shout out to y'all. <laughs> <laughs> United Kingdom, France, Worldwide. Japan, Brazil, Spain, Mexico, Peru, Denmark, Chile, Belgium, Finland, Sweden, Serbia, Italy, and Zambia. Shout out to all them countries. For wow. listening to me. For the cities, we got uh, Torrance, Cantonia, Dallas, Goshen, Hamilton, Merced, Milan. This one is new. Uh, municipal- municipality of Gustavare, G-O-S-T-I-V-A-R. Welcome. I appreciate y'all. We have uh, Stephen Age. Y'all new. Uh, Tamarick. Y'all new. I appreciate y'all. Yokohama, Goleta, Louisville, Ashburn, Dallas Hot Springs, Minneapolis, Naples, <clears throat> Road Town, Paris, Wichita, Unknown, Los Angeles. This is a new one, uh, N-I-T-E-R-O-I. I don't even know how to pronounce that, but shout out to y'all. <laughs> Phoenix, Riverside, Copenhagen. Uh, here's another new one, Los Mochis, M-O-C-H-I-S. Uh, I don't know where that is, but let me know if you stay out there. Fien- uh, where else? Uh, Nashville, Culver City. Here's another new one, I-Q-U-I-Q-U-E. I don't know where that is, but shout out to y'all. If y'all got some bitches out there, let me know. I'm going to come visit <laughs> for real. <laughs> shout out. Oh, shit. Yo, Chicago. They be, they, I get a lot of listeners to Chicago for years. Yes, sir. Hell Chicago yeah. in the building. Shout out to Austin. Here's another new one. Uh Bredene, B-R-E-D-E-N-E. Shout out to y'all. Shout out to another new one, uh, Dax. I don't know where it is. Glasgow, uh, Guadalajara. I smashed a bitch from Guadalajara the other day. <laughs> Shit. I haven't been to Guadalajara, but I've been in Guadalajara. Uh-oh. 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 <laughs> 
Yeah, shout out to Lansing. Shout out to Laguna Niguel. Hey, shout out to my homegirl Kathy out there. Because uh, she was like, I listen to the podcast. I'm like, do I say your fucking area? She's like, yeah. I'm like, where? And I'll be, t- I'll be telling these motherfuckers for like, I've been doing this shit for like three years. I'm like, yo, let me know if I shout out your city and shit. And these motherfuckers be listening. The cities be popping up all the time. I'm like, bro, wow. y'all heard me tell you motherfuckers, let me know where the shit is. Right. Because I try to look it up and there's a lot of cities with like multiple names and shit. I mean, um, multiple cities with the same name. So I'm like, I don't know where the fuck this shit is at. What state? So. Right. Yeah, I won't know until y'all tell me, but shout out to her. Shout out to uh, Laredo. Here's another new one. Novi Saad, N-O-V-I, and then S-A-D. I don't know if it's Saad or Sad, but shout out to y'all. Palmdale, New York, Gaston, San Diego, Norcross, Conception. Uh, I think y'all knew. Norfleet, y'all knew too. Shout out to y'all. Orange. Here's another one that's new. Uh, P-O-R-T-L-E-N-T-H-E-N. I don't know how to pronounce that, but shout out to y'all. Shout out to Rivoli. Y'all knew too. Shout out to Turku. I don't know where it is, but y'all knew. Hey, shout out to Lexington. Shout out to shit. I don't know how to pronounce this one. It's spelled T R U C H T E R S H E I M. Some shit. But hey, welcome. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, something like that. And if y'all fucking over, let me know. I'm gonna come visit. I don't know this is if this is like Luca or Lucca. L U C C A. Shout out to y'all. And we got Lacey. Shout out to all y'all good people. And then I want to say, man, last week I hit number one on iTunes for a few days. But I dropped down to number four. So shout out to who in the British Virgin Islands. So as of today, on I'm on I'm number 111 on the iTunes charts in Slovenia, number 81 in Nigeria. And then in the British Virgin Islands, I'm on two charts. I'm at 107, and then I'm at number four. But, yeah, shout out to the British Virgin Islands for getting me to the number one spot out there, man. Shout out, shout out. Hell, yeah. I've been on the fucking iTunes charts for, like, 10, 11 months consistent. Oh, that's dope, and shit. Man. Yeah, yeah. So, hopefully, I can finish the year out on the charts and shit and just, yes, you know, keep going and shit. Um, yeah, that'd be, that'd be dope, bro. Hell, yeah. So Congratulations, too. Thank you. Appreciate it. So you pretty much like done with baseball. Like you never got into like the coaching. I was reading like you don't really watch it because you don't. You certainly don't talk about the shit. Uh, not around no times that right. we hung out. Well, that's the that's the reason I came um, to LA, man, to reinvent myself, bro. So if I came out here talking about my past, then I would yeah. do myself a disservice. And plus, I just like people to know me for me, you know. Because right. when people know that side of me, the relationship get weird. You know what I'm saying? Or if yeah. I meet somebody, you know, right off from the front and they figure that out, you know, then they looking at me different. They judging me. You know what I'm saying? So I like to actually keep it a secret until yeah, I get big to, secret, yeah. until I get to know somebody. Then I don't mind because now I know you genuinely fuck with me because right, you right. fuck with me and not because of Jeff Jackson and baseball stuff. I was reading the book. You saying like people was finding out at the boutique, yeah, you know who you was and was like coming up ready to see you and shit. Yeah, yeah. What happened? Did you figure with, out how they found out? Man, it ain't fucking hard, man. You tell one person something, then it starts spreading, oh, okay. and then they start jumping on the internet and doing their research, and yeah, they see yeah. it's true. And because you like I said, just like how you were surprised when I told people they were fucking surprised. I'm like, what you doing here working with us? Yeah. Like, bro, I'm, I'm still a normal person. I'm just trying. That's why I came out here to be regular. Yeah. If I wanted to sit on a high horse, bro, I could do that. You know what right. I'm saying? But it's like, nah, I'm cool on that, fam. Yeah. Because you know, um, not, not to cut you off. Because no, like good? I said, I've been, you know, when you, to me, it's no big deal. I mean, I, mean, I grew up like this, bro. You know, like I said, since 11. It started at 11 years old, right? I've been in the newspapers. I've been, you know, getting certain amounts of attention. 
So after a while, bro, you just want to see how I feel just to be normal. Right. You know, because you don't want people just treating you a special way because you got a, a certain gift. And I'm just a realist, bro. And I just wanted to just see what life was like as a normal person. That's what's up. Yeah. And, and, I, and, you, I, and, I, and I love it. You kept it like super fucking normal. Because yeah. I met Jeff through Cyrus. Cyrus used to have a, a store on Melrose. So we'd be right. in there, man. We would just be chilling, drinking, yep. hanging out. Yep. And then Jeff, you know, that was Cyrus' home. We came through. And, you know, he was cool. And then, you know, we established a friendship. And I that was 2012. And I just found out, like, Six months ago, this motherfucker played <laughs> baseball. Like, yeah. So, right, man, so, right. te- so tell the people, man, about the book and where they can get it, man. Um, um, yeah, so the book is called uh, The Gift and the Curse, The Jeff Jackson Story. And it's pretty much just basically an autobiography of my baseball career. I, don't, I go a little bit into my life, but I just tried to keep it, like, strictly baseball only because um, I still get a lot of requests and interviews for interviews uh, about my story. So what I did was um, actually, you know, um, you know, I, I, I normally don't like doing interviews. So what happened was I called myself uh, writing the book uh-huh. so that I could just tell everybody my story at once and they could pick the book up and the interviews would stop. Right. But actually it backfired on me. Yeah, you, you got to do the press and promote <laughs> right, it and, to, right. and let people know and shit. Yeah. And I didn't think about that, bro, because like I said, I didn't really put the book out to make money. I just put it out just so people can stop asking me what the fuck happened. Yeah. You know, like, here, go buy the book if you want to know. Yeah, but yeah. I didn't literally put it out so I could say, oh, shit, I'm going to go on a crazy book tour. I'm going to push this book. I'm going to get rich. Nah, it was just something. I, it was on my heart. I got tired of people asking me what was going on. So I laid it all out in there. You know, I laid out, you know, um, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly, bro. I, I really, you know, gave people a peek into my life and, you know, and I let them know what it really was, bro. And, you know, hopefully, you know, if they can pick it up and, and read it, they can learn something from it. You don't even have to be a baseball player or yeah. athlete because it's really, a, it's, it's a lot of spirituality goes into my book because um, even though how, we, we didn't probably talk about this, but just how I feel like I got discovered. I feel like I really do and, and it called me crazy, but I think the guy was an angel, bro. Because um, when I talk about in my book, um, the guy who just passed away. Well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about this guy. He was a scout, and um, okay. what happened? This is how I got on the scouts' radar. Um, well, let us know what's up. Okay. Well, basically, um, you know, um, at the beginning. Okay, here it is. At the begin, at the beginning of my senior year, uh, what happens is uh, the Chicago uh, newspapers they put out the top 100 prospects, and okay. you know, whatever, like say for baseball season. So baseball season was coming up. And uh, they put up the top hundred prospects, the, the top hundred prospects in the city. And by me having a good junior year prior to my senior year, I I I just knew I was going to be on this list, right? I, I shit, I know top hundred players in the city. Shit, I'm just trying to figure out where I'm at. You know? Right. To me, I'm in the top ten, right? So when I go get this fucking list, I ain't nowhere on the list. I ain't even make the top 100 players in the city. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Motivation. So that right there motivated the fuck out of me, right? So I wasn't even on the scouts' radar. So, um, you know, we go to play this one school where they had, like, shitload of prospects. You know, they had maybe two or three prospects, and plus we did have one prospect on my team. So the scouts was looking at this guy on my team named Brian Street, who was a catcher. Same guy that played uh, sophomore, that played on the varsity uh, his sophomore year along with me. So me and him played actually um, varsity our sophomore year. So he had the scouts on his radar. By me being a pitcher and I'm not playing every day, I wasn't on their radar. So um, we go to play this one team. I think we played Brother Rice, if I'm not mistaken. That was the name of the school. And 
um, before the game, I see this old man just like out there watching the game like in a lawn chair, bro. I mean, this dude has to be at least 80. Damn. I'm thinking he's somebody's grandfather, mm-hmm. right? I'm thinking he's somebody's grandfather. I just see him, you know, and go about my business. So uh, we go to play the game. I snap. I have a good game. You know, I'm probably get three, four hits. I think I hit a home run that game or whatever. So as the, when the game was over and I'm, you know, walking away, you know, we all leaving the park, the old man called me, the same old man that I saw earlier, and like this old brittle-ass guy, right? He calls me over to him. So I, I walks over to him. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Out of respect. How you doing, sir? Oh, I like the way you play. Oh, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I'm a scout for the Detroit Tigers. You know, Damn. I'm like, okay, cool. He's like, I'm going to enter your name, you know, in the draft. I'm going I'm, 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 I'm to let these scouts know about who you are, right? Damn. And um, <clears throat> this guy uh, uh, gave me a sheet of paper to fill out. And, like, what they used to do, they, I don't know if they call IQ tests or something like that, but, you know, they get these, ba- you know, they, when they scout you, they get this, like, a little test, a little something. I guess they can figure out some type of psychologically or some shit. So I felt out the little thing, and uh, he said, I'll be in touch with you. And the, and the next thing I knew, he sent me a letter saying, you know, um, I think the letter I put in my book saying that, you know, we like you and, you know, we're going to be watching you and, you know, we may draft you, right? And the dude said, I'm going to be looking out for you, right? I never saw him again. Damn. That's why I said I think this dude is an angel. He was an old brittle guy. I didn't even think he had anything to do with baseball. He was the one in entered my name and put, um, and I guess on the, the scouts list or whatever, to where these guys to start uh, noticing me. And he said he was going to follow me and he's going to look after me and like you know try to I guess sign me or whatever. Never saw the guy again. But what happened was the next day in, at practice, like scouts don't usually show up at practice. They show up at the games. The next day of practice, man, it was maybe like five or six scouts out there in my practice looking for me, not Damn. not for the other guy. And then after that, it just started showing up at the game. I, I would have like literally 30, 40 scouts in the ballpark. Hell yeah. Yeah, it was crazy, bro. That's dope as fuck. Yeah. yeah. Where can the people get the book at? Oh, yeah. Uh, the People can get the book at thejeffjacksonstory.com. Okay. Thejeffjacksonstory.com. And I got merch on there too, so you can grab a book. Um, I got an autograph. You can get an autograph book. Um, you can grab uh, autograph baseball. You can grab some merch. I got hats. Um, so yeah, man, y'all check that out. The JeffJacksonStory.com. Hell yeah! So it's so it's pretty much baseball. Just a past in your life, like you over it, like don't want nothing yeah. else to do with it. Yeah, 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 man. I'm I'm I moved on, bro. The, the most I would do is probably mentor. You know, people been, people think I'm crazy, and yeah. you know, and I am to to a degree because I know I can be rich right now at least. Making a like a really good living if I just decided to go that route because it's my name alone. You know right. what I'm saying? But that's just not me. I never did anything for money. You know what I'm saying? It, my heart, my heart has to be into it. So my heart's not in it. I've been there, done it. It's time to you know close that chapter in my life and and, and move on. So you don't even watch it no more. Nah, I, I don't even. Yeah, it's funny because when I do interviews, you know, people think I'm like, um, either being not telling the truth or they think I'm being like, uh. I guess it's jaded or whatever, mm-hmm. but it's just like I never liked. I mean, it was always a boring game to me anyway. Yeah, like playing it yeah, is cool, and like cool. being there live, but watching right. it on TV, like, nah, I can't yeah, do that. It's shit, always nah. been boring. I, I, you know, when I, I totally stopped watching. But when um, I would say, like the first few years when I when I was done with it, I watched a little bit just to watch it for my homeboys, people yeah. I knew. I watched them get a good, get a, you know, play and get get off and get a good game. That was it. If I knew you, I'd watch you. But if I didn't know you, I'm like, fuck, am I watching this for? Was you playing during the lockout? Uh, no, I didn't play. I set the fuck out. Well, I, you know, when they did that shit, when they was having scabs play and all that. Uh huh. 
Yeah, no, nah, they tried to get me to play. They offered me like a lot of money to play too. I was like, nah, I'm cool. This oh. was '95. That was actually the year I got hurt when I hurt oh, my okay, shoulder. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Damn. They offered me a gang of money to play. Yeah. Oh, let's tell the people about that part, that little club we was at, the little no vacancy spot. Oh, that was nice, bro. So when I'm pulling up, I see Jeff and his cousin. How's the, how's the cousin doing? He's doing good, man. He back in, you know, he's from Chicago. He yeah, was up yeah. here visiting. He said he was visiting. Yeah. yeah. I'm like going to park and I see him. I'm like, hey. So they wait for me and like we walk and to the little spot and we go up like these steps and it's like this hallway oh, with man. like these three doors. So, which one was it? You or your cousin that opened the right door? I, I finally opened the right door. Yeah, it's the one on the very end, and right. like we go in, and it's, there's this chick on this bed, and she said some little shit, and she was like, "No flash photography," and she's like, "Y'all ready?" He was like, "Yeah," and like she pressed this little button, and then like the bed moves forward, right. and then you just go down these little steps. So I was like, "Oh, this is hard." That was crazy, man. You know, I've been to a other place like that over in um, it's not Silver Lake. It's it's right off of Western. It's oh, of, I knew you talking about yeah. the, the little Cuban spot yeah. where you go through the closet. Yeah, yeah you go through the yeah. closet. Yeah, that's it. La, I, lay Descarga or some shit. La Descarga. Yeah, 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 I've been there like two or three times. Yeah. That, shit was, that shit blew my mind too, bro. I'm like, where they come over with these places at, bro? Okay, so I was in Paris last month. I went to two places like that. In Paris? Yeah, one, oh, one was a laundromat and shit. Yeah, wow. bro, it, it showed a washer and a dryer, so you hit the start button on one of the uh, dryers, and then you pull the dryer door, and then the whole fucking thing opens, and then you just go through. Damn. Yeah, and that one was, it was like a little upstairs little spot, and then we went to another one that looked like a little corner store and shit, and uh -huh. then they have uh, a little shelf with different little food. And there's three boxes of couscous. You have to take the little box and kind of move it down, and then the whole little shelf comes back. And then you walk, <laughs> yeah, you walk through, and it's like this little Moroccan-themed bar. We was in there cooling, me and my homeboy Frank, yeah. Wow. There was another one that was a pizza shop, okay. but we didn't get to hit that one up. But I like them little speakeasy type of joints, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, those, those, those are interesting, bro, because, you know, you get to relax and, you know, have a good time at the same time, bro. Yeah. It's kind of like, like you said, speakeasy, you know. Yup. So we it's was crazy. up there, because Cyrus, it was his birthday, you know what I'm saying, the other day. He turned 50, and right. we chilling and shit, man, and. It was straight. Uh, my one homegirl T, she's gay. She ended up meeting us up there, and we ended up being around a, a bunch of other little gay little chicks, and we were just hanging out, chilling and shit. And we left and went to one of the little chicks' house. She had a little after party, and we were just oh, okay. over cooling and shit. And there was only one chick that was straight, and like this, somebody was like. She's straight. She wants some dick, and I was like, "Oh shit, what's up?" <laughs> so I got you a volunteer. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, what's up? But, like, we you know, we ended up being, like, cool and shit. Like, we, like, hung out. We didn't do it. Right, I'm like, right. I, I ain't even trying nothing now. It was just, like, shit, right. whatever. But, but, no, she ended up being, like, cool whatever. But, yeah, we just hung out after there. But I'm like, shit, I should have probably stayed longer or whatever. I was but, wondering where you disappeared to, bro. Because I didn't, I didn't see y'all no more. I thought y'all had left. Nah, you know what? I started hanging out on the – it was another side of it. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. too crowded, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I started, you know, after a while, bro – I can't do crowds, man. <laughs> I feel you. I mingle and say hi to see people I see. Then at some point, I got to find a chill area. Yeah. Just to relax. So that's where I was at. I didn't leave, but we didn't stay till the whole thing was over anyway. Because Cyrus maybe. did quit too. He left before I did because I left. 
Cyrus had left before you left? Yeah, because I hit him up and he was like, yeah, I'm gone or some shit. Damn. Or we he talked the next day. Party, huh? Yeah, he left real early. <laughs> Super. Yeah, because I told him, I was like, yeah, when I was leaving out, there was a long ass line to get in. He right. was like, oh, yeah. He said, I seen that when I was leaving. It was still people trying to get in? Hell yeah, brother. The line was longest because after a certain time. It turned to a regular yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. Damn, I, something told me to stay. <laughs> I, thought, I didn't know, bro. I thought he rented it out. So he's got, you know, but I. I Oh, nah, fuck, I should have stayed. Yeah, because because his shit was only from like five to nine or some of shit. And so the real party was from after that. Yeah, and it was man, I was like, oh shit, but I was like, I'm gonna have to go chill with yeah. him. And I was a little tired too, Me so too. I was like, because we got there in the early. We yeah, there we, like we, about what six, six o'clock, something man. like that. Yeah, we was too early because we was chilling because we seen uh. Lamont, yes, his name, the little, uh, the little actor dude, Wedge from oh, from, uh, from uh, Class Act. Yeah, yeah, that shit, yeah, was, I was yeah, watching yeah, that yeah. shit like two days ago. <laughs> I was like, yo, he still look the same though. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. He looked the same. I was man. like, yo, I was just partying with this motherfucker. Yeah. But we've talked a few times, and he was like, yeah, he was like, keep in touch with me, uh, youngin. He's like, I do the show or whatever. But uh, I'll use the bathroom. And I seen your cousin, and I was like, oh, I'm finna go chill with him. Right. And he was talking to fucking Hot Sauce from N1. Yeah, Hot Sauce was in the building. Yeah, I was like, I was like, oh, shit, it's fucking yeah. Hot Sauce. So yeah. me and him was talking. I was like, bro, I used to come to fucking Louisville and be doing motherfuckers dirty. I right. was like, I used to watch him <laughs> on the tour. Yeah, Sauce got handles, bro. Yeah, I yeah. fuck with him, too. I was, crazy thing, and I ain't no groupie, bro. You know, I meet famous people all the time. I yeah. consider myself somebody, right? But I'm sitting there talking to, in a mid-conversation, talking to this female. I saw, I I saw you up. talking to us. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I looked up and I see sauce. I was like, hold on, baby. I'll be right back. Yeah. I had to go give Miss Respect, but Hell I had yeah. to pay Miss Homage. Yeah. I stopped mid-conversation to go pay Miss Homage, man. That, sauce, sauce that's something I do. Like, if I appreciate your work, I'm going to tell you. And like, exactly. some motherfuckers be like, man, that's dick riding. I'm exactly. like, bro, how is it dick riding for telling a motherfucker, you do a good job. I like what you do. Exactly. Like, I listen, you listen to their music, you watch their game. You, you entertain know what I'm me. Tell yeah. the motherfucker, like, hey, man, I, I like what you do. Yeah, you, you entertain me. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? For sure. Yeah. I don't think nothing wrong with that, man. That's yeah. just ego, bro. You know? Hell yeah. Motherfuckers be like, I ain't saying shit to him. I ain't asking no. Like, I'm like, hey, bro, what, what you do, I like. Keep doing that shit. It makes right. me happy and shit. You know what I'm saying? Then I'm like, shit, you want a motherfucker to tell you you're doing a good job and shit or Absolutely. whatever the fuck you're doing. That's my whole point, bro, because I'm, I'm, I'm used to receiving <laughs> it, so that's why I can give it. And yeah. I have an ego, you know what I'm saying? If somebody can tell me what I meant to them, um, I shouldn't have no problem, you know, telling somebody what they meant to me. Fam. Yeah. He was going to go to the little after party with us. Yeah. I was, I was like, he was like, yeah, what's going on later? I said, shit, I'm finna go to these little lesbians' house. He's like, yeah. I said, I don't think they're going to do nothing and shit, but... You know, fuck, I'm gonna just go over, just chill. And right. I was like, you can roll with us and shit. And I was like, I talked to him about the little show and all that. One thing I like is like, I've been going like little functions and shit and like meeting like motherfuckers and they remembering me and shit. Right. I'm seeing motherfuckers and like, hey, yo, what's up, what's up? And I'm like, oh shit, the actual motherfucker do remember me and shit. Right. So, yeah. Well, LA is really small, especially Hollywood. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So once, you know, I know you just moved to Hollywood, but it's really a small, bro. So yeah, if you yeah. go out, you know, Couple times a week, you're gonna start getting familiar with people. I'm finna start, man. I've always been like an introvert and shit, but I'm like, I need to start like being more sociable and, and shit. I'm like, I'm about to, now I'm in a, a better area where there's like more shit to do. So I'm, I'm finna right. start doing like more shit around the neighborhood and start like speaking to motherfuckers. Cause like, I'm, I'm a nice, I'm a cool motherfucker, but right. I just don't be talking to motherfuckers. I just be keeping to myself and shit. And a lot of motherfuckers have like, like, yo, he's a fucking asshole. And, like, and they're like, no, no, he's not. He just don't be fucking with people. He just keeps to himself. And like, right. I don't be like initiating conversations like that. So I'm trying to be better. And I was on the elevator. This is one motherfucker. I didn't see him like four times. He's cool. And I was like, hey, what's up, bro? I said, I just moved in here and, you know, just introduced Brother. myself. 
I, I think he's either mixed or Hispanic or some okay. shit or whatever. Gotcha. I think I seen like one black dude and shit. But I noticed like I've seen like four like gay dudes. I'm like, well, this is like a gay friendly yeah, neighborhood yeah, and shit. Yeah, definitely. But I because uh, the one dude I seen like he might be gay because I was like, hey, bro, I said, is there chicks in here? And he said it was, but he was like, I've seen them with dudes. I don't know if they live together. I said, I don't give a shit about all that. <laughs> I just want to know if they here. Yeah, and my old little neighbor right over there, mm-hmm. I saw her yesterday. I was taking some boxes and throwing them downstairs. Right. And then when I was headed to, I was headed to this little comedy show, so I was fresh and shit. I had a little box of shit I was getting rid of. And I seen her again. She's like, how's the move going? Mm-hmm. I was like, shit, you know, it's straight. I'll be done in a few days. So I was right. like, I was asking her how she liked the building and everything. She got a little dog. She got a little ass on the too, a little short, really? little chick. Yeah. Sister? I don't know what fucking nationality she is. Oh, that's even yeah, better. She, she yeah, she might be like Arabic. I don't know what she is. She like the little. Okay. I think I think I remember what her name was. She got a little dog and shit, too. I'm finna be like, shit, what's up? Let's go yeah. to a little dog date or something, motherfucker. <laughs> you already know That's I stay That's how you do at. it, though. Yeah. That's how you do it. You do it through the dogs, bro. Man, because I ain't fuck no yeah. neighbor in a minute. It's been a stroke since I done smashed one of my neighbors, man. man you may want to be careful with that, though, especially if you're smashing <laughs> a lot of chicks, bro, because the neighbor. I know. I thought close. about that shit, too. Yeah, man. I, I, that's one thing I refrained from, bro. I had a, a neighbor uh, <laughs> trying to give me some pussy, man, one yeah. time. And she literally did, like, the door over. So I had to, like, Pass her apartment, uh-huh. you know, every time I'm going in the crib. I'm like, nah, that's suicide, bro. Yeah. Shit, but no, my, my, my goal is, too, because, you know what I'm saying, uh, you know that one little bitch I was fucking with, you know, the way you yeah, saying, I ain't yeah. fucking with her no more, so I'm like, shit, okay. I'm finna run them in and out this motherfucker. So was, was you fucking with her, fucking with her? That, was, it, was that your girl for a minute, or that was just something like you was just doing? No, no, we was like on some serious, like, oh, little, okay. like, like dating type shit, like, yeah, yeah. Damn. And okay. she, yeah, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, she did some old, she was been on some old fuck shit. So, yeah, we ain't, you know, right. we don't fuck each other no more, whatever. Right. But so, yeah, I'm like, shit, man, that shit couldn't happen at a better time. You know, we, when I separate, I got this motherfucker. I'm trying to run bitches in and out this fucking crib, man. <laughs> and as soon as I get it decked up, as soon as they walk right. in, they gonna see the high ceilings and shit. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. man, this is nice. And they gonna get real like, comfortable. I mean, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. on, come on. So yeah, all of this little shit, it'll be done in a few days. Cause I've unpacked a bunch of shit and threw right. it away. My only thing is like, ain't a lot of closet space. I got that little storage space, and then I got the closet upstairs. So I'm trying to like right. condense shit and all that. And but I'm gonna make it work though, man. Oh, you got to. Got yeah, to. this is definitely a bachelor pad, bro. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get it hooked up. Like I yes, said, I wanted I wanted to put the little stripper pole right there, but ain't enough room. Nah. I'm like, you can kind of just you know, you can't fu- you can't fully spin. You can't do all the <laughs> like a, a real a real pole dancer wouldn't be able to have enough room to do shit. But a little yeah. amateur bitch, you can just kind of be sexy and spin around yeah, a little lightweight you know. or whatever. But yeah, man, girls yeah. just love poles anyway. You yeah. know, even if she spent them the night, she'd get turned on just because you got it. You know. Yeah, and, and the little bitch I was fucking with, she had a pole in her crib. She finessed me once. I, I was like, she's like, I have a little workout room. Because I, when I first went over, she had a driveway. I'm like, you don't park in a garage? And she was like, nah. Right. She said, uh, the motherfuckers who lived there before converted it into a tattoo studio and shit. And she's like, I just use it as a workout room. So yeah. I was over, you know, one day, and I was like, shit, I need to do a little workout. Man, I go in there and shit. All, all I see is a pole. Mm-hmm. And she has mirrors and shit. And I'm like... What the fuck? All you have is a kettlebell, a pole, and some shit. I can't do no workouts in here, bitch. You gonna finesse me, dog? <laughs> and she knew that shit too. Right, like, right. But I'm trying to get you over there. That's all. I ain't even get to see that bitch do nothing on the pole. I don't give a fuck though. Nah. She ain't had no booty, no way. She just had big old titties. Nah, you know what's nah. fucked up? We was at the little party. 
uh, Ruthie said, where's your girl at? I was like, oh, she at home. She said that to you? Yeah, and then uh-huh. there was other people around, and she said, GQ's girl got the biggest titties I've ever seen in my life. Wow. I was like, bro, you remember that shit? She, she, of course she do. <laughs> she probably was liking her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ruthie, you know how Ruthie get out? Ah, uh, man. I, she, she was at, okay, she she was at the little uh, apartment later on. Oh, okay. She left the party, too. Her, a oh, lot wow. of them, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to speak to Cyrus, bro. So I, you I'm did? Glad. No, we well, we we didn't. Well, I spoke to him, yeah, but I'm yeah. saying to him before I left. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I, I just kind of like I looked around and saw who I saw. Yeah. And if any, if I recognized any my anybody in my vicinity, I was like, all right, I'm out of here. I wasn't finna like go searching for motherfuckers. Right, right. Yeah, because I was like, I don't really know motherfuckers in here and shit. I'm like, right. I'm just gonna chill. And then like the little lesbians I was kicking it with, you know, they was cool. So I was right. like, shit, fuck it. I've been kicking it with a, a lot of lesbians, like. Like the last like eight nine months and shit. Really? Yeah. Like just hanging out, kicking it like on some friendship. Yeah. It, it, uh, it started when Cyrus did his first little premiere party in like in March. Back at the, at the not the in not, Santa not Monica, but the, the one before Michael Jackson's okay, house. I didn't go to that one. Yeah, I missed that one. And then that's where I met Ruthie and like some of her little friends and shit. And then one of me and Ruthie's friends, we got real close. Me and her went to Mexico over the weekend. I'll talk about that on next episode. Oh wow! But like yeah, me and her, I like. Hear that. Yeah, yeah. We and her got real cool, and then you know what I'm saying. I was just hanging around like other little lesbian folks and shit, and yeah, I mean they cool and shit. So right, 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 right. Yeah, you uh, you want the people to follow you on any like social media or whatever? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so, man. I didn't even think about. I you know the crazy part is that somebody vacuuming? Awesome shit outside. That's somebody outside. Hopefully they don't pick it up too much. But it's good. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I I got the social media channels, but I'm I'm not really on there. I mean, I got shit on there, but I'm not. You know, checking it every day, but um, my Instagram is um, at the Jeff Jackson story. Uh, Facebook, my per- my personal profile is just um, I think it's Jeff Jackson, Jeffrey Jackson. I don't know. Uh, search that on Facebook and uh, what else do I got? Oh, my my uh, Facebook page is um, at the Jeff Jackson story too. So uh, if you're looking for me, just look for at the Jeff Jackson story or Jeff Jackson, man. You know. Yeah, yeah, it was a good book. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, because you sent me the ebook, so I was right. on my phone reading. I was like, damn, I like I learned a lot. I was like, oh shit, man, never knew. So I like the book, man. Nah, you know it's so funny. Um, I, thank you first of all. I appreciate that. But oh, good. Um, yeah, you know when you, you, when you first put a book out, you know, especially when it's real and it's about your life, you don't really know what type of you know uh, way people are gonna receive it. But fortunately enough, man, that you know people love it, man. You know people, you know, appreciate the way I was being vulnerable and being honest and shit and. You know, I was just, you know, really just wanted to tell the truth and, you know, you know, tell my story and hopefully, you know, um, you know, it could be a good read and, and I, semi-educational, semi-spiritual, you know, but, you know, hopefully, you know, I just want people to take something from it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, man, I, I've been getting good feedback. A lot of people have been saying it sounds like a movie. Yeah. I've heard, um, you know, people say they pick it up, they can't put it down. You know, after the first chapter, they just, you know, they keep going. You know, I heard people say they read the book within, you know, a day. Yeah, yeah, saying? you can get through yeah. it quick. Yeah, yeah it's because, I, I, like I said, I just kept it simple. I kept it about baseball. I didn't really go into, you know, my background as far as how I grew up. And, you know, because I didn't want, if I really would have told my story, bro, people would have had empathy for and sympathy. I, I wasn't looking for that. You know, I was just trying to tell my real story because I didn't really tell where I really came from in my childhood and all that type of shit and the shit I went through to even get to that point. Right. So I just wanted to just keep it about baseball, you know, because that's what everybody knew me for anyway, you know, and that's what, you know, I guess people interested about and want to inquire about. So I just kept it baseball, bro. So I'm thinking about, you know, maybe – Somewhere in the future, I may like, like really just give you another story, but like include like 
like my real personal shit. You know? Yeah, yeah. Although I re- included personal stuff in this book, I just strictly kept it around baseball, wherever, um, I guess, wherever I can tell the story where, you know, I can keep it real, you know. But like I said, at the same time, I, you know, I didn't go into a lot of my, you know, growing up and shit like that. I feel that. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I appreciate you coming, man, doing this shit. You know, Thank you, bro. Hell yeah. I had a good time, man. We got to do this again on another level. Yeah, and then, you know so. what I'm saying, you know, shit, you can come out, chill, kick yeah. it, because I be in this motherfucker, yeah, man. Yeah, we right down, we neighbors practically, bro. I didn't realize I could have walked over to this motherfucker, bro. Yeah, because shit, I'm finna, go, I'm finna walk to Runyon Canyon a little bit, do my little workout. Oh, okay. I usually do it in the morning, but this yeah. morning I was kind of tired. I'm like, shit, I'm just going to pack a little bit and then do the podcast and go right. do that shit. Right, okay. But yeah, oh, uh, something I didn't get to mention in the last episode, we now in season four. Four, I believe. So, yeah, you know. Oh, and then also it was the anniversary of the podcast too. The last episode, I just didn't get to uh, announce that. But yeah, yeah, this is season four, episode number seventy-five. So yeah, man, from the hood to Hollywood, baby, yes, moved sir. out the hood, <laughs> shit, baby. <laughs> but I wasn't even tripping. Right. Like I moved there, like because it was like so secluded and was straight and right. like the goal was to pay off debt and shit. And like I shit, I paid off a shit ton of debt. The only thing I gotta pay is just my whip oh, and some student good, loans. Man. But man, fuck them motherfuckers. They get that shit. The student loans. They get that shit when they get it. Hey man. You but know. yeah. So you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I'm in this motherfucker, man. And shit, just living my little life and all that little shit. So right. Right. yeah. Um, Dope though, man. Like I said, you you off to a good start, fam. Thank you. I appreciate it. Definitely. If you have a dream, you have a goal in life, I want you to go for it. Don't listen to the people to tell you, oh man, that shit'll never work. Cause more than likely them motherfuckers didn't have the drive to to do it, or they did and they were just little bitches and just gave up. So I want right. you to follow your heart. Everybody out there, man, who got love for me that want to see me do good, man. I want the same for you. I want good energy. I want fresh vibes. I want good health and wealth to you and your peoples. Everybody out there who be lying on me, talking shit, and making up rumors and want to see me do bad, I just want to say, fuck y'all, eat a dick, (laughs) die slow. You just got buried, you little punk ass bitch. Yeah, uh, this is the Fresh Podcast, you know what I'm saying? And Well, more than likely, the the episodes are gonna be a little bit more consistent, you know what I'm saying? I've been thinking over some shit, so yeah, but uh yeah, y'all keep listening, you know what I'm saying? Uh tell all your peoples about it and all this shit, and y'all hear from me in about a week. Y'all be cool. Stay fresh. This podcast has been presented to you by Extraterrestrial Enterprises. <laughs>